0: what does it symbolize talent and confidence that extreme welcome everybody to the modern Horrors podcast episode 114. My name is Luke Rodriguez. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Jacob Hopkins. Jacob, how's it going?
1: It's going good, man. How are you doing?
0: You know, I'm doing good. I uh, had some folks over uh, for the uh, Jones-Cormier rematch over the weekend. I drank to excess. Oh, yes. Excellent. Uh, played a lot of ping pong. Did you vomit in your trousers this time? No, but the story of me vomiting in my trousers lives on. I, I feel like I can't I can't really get away with <laughs> it. You can't outrun it yeah, at all. I that can't.
1: and hiccups. That, that's your legacy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I just heard from someone else uh, the other day. It was a f- filmmaker. Uh, oh, it was like I really <laughs> enjoyed the, film, the, the hiccup episode. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Like, whenever I talk about filmmakers' works, like, oh, like, I really liked your movie. I really liked your your, your directorial attributes. Like, no, we're really like when you got so drunk that you couldn't stop hiccuping. Like, that, that was, that's, that's my peak.
1: I love that that's the professional
0: legacy that we're leaving. Yeah. <laughs> is the hiccup this episode. Uh, it makes me, it makes me kind of, you know, not not great.
1: <laughs> how, how are things for you? How, how are you doing? It's good, man. I, uh, I too, watched the jo- Jones-Cormier fight. Loved the outcome. I know that's going to make me unpopular with uh, some of the MMA watchers that we have out
0: there this is at least one or two right but
1: uh really my weekend consisted of nothing but yard work and i was very disappointed about that it looks good
0: but disappointed well as someone that comes to this house fairly regularly i am going to let you know that i couldn't tell a difference yeah well so.
1: i feel like you don't pay attention to that kind of thing either though so
0: <laughs> to, well, thanks for my hard work luke <laughs> i'm just trying to slap uh slap you in the face a little bit there. <laughs> I appreciate it
1: man appreciate it
0: uh, so we got a pretty good show lined up, and by pretty good, I mean really fucking good. That's this.
1: This new seat is overwhelmingly large.
0: Yeah. So uh, before we get to any of that, basically, this show is brought to you by the Phantom Podcast Network. Phantom, as well as our podcast supporters, providers, providers. They provide. They Do pro- they provide? They provide cash to money. fund the show to get to you guys. So Fair enough. absolutely, <laughs> providers, podcast providers. uh... Joe Decker, yep. Drew Marvin, oh yeah. Alex Stinger, yes. And the big motherfucking homie, K. Monk. Love that guy.
1: And there's one random anonymous weirdo. He knows who he is. He knows. Or she. She. It. It. it I think is. that's the way we have to go. Well, can can we say it? I think you have to say like Z or something. It's 2017 oh, now. I refuse.
0: <laughs> I feel like it is so much worse than any of the other things. Well, I
1: mean, yeah, we're ostracized
0: now on the internet. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, so we, in round number two, are going to be taking, um, a a bit of a different approach than what we would normally take. Backtrack just a hair. Uh, in hindsight, I realized that this was probably a mistake. I couldn't really find anything that, uh, was coming out this coming Friday. Come to find out, I I totally forgot. I spaced it. Uh, IFC Midnight 68 Kill comes out this Friday. I just saw that today as well. Um, we have it. Just fucking forgot about it. Uh, so we're not going to be talking about that in round number two. Instead, we're going to be talking about a movie that uh, we, we spoke of on the uh, news feed many episodes ago called Residue. And uh, this is one of those flicks that kind of uh, hit VOD platforms, limited VOD platforms, I found out. Um, and they just sort of disappeared. No one was really talking about Residue. So I, I figured uh, we, we owed it to answer the question, Residue. Or resident. don't. God damn it. And we will get into that in round number two. Round number three, uh, we've got a couple questions lingering around. Uh, I, I know we've got a topic that was brought to us as well, so maybe we're going to get into a little bit of that uh, before we get out of here. <laughs> before we just roll out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I don't up. know if we're going to do a,
1: a game or not. I don't know. I don't nah, know. Probably not. We'll probably do one of those things you just mentioned. Yeah. It's well, going to be a long show.
0: Buckle in, ladies and gents. Because sometimes we have these, these long news feeds, and it's just like, oh, yeah, this looks Power good. Power through. Looks good. Yeah, it's but, okay. And then so, the next topic. And then we, you're we're, wrong. We're out of this in twenty minutes. You know. Yeah, you well, know. maybe. I don't know. I don't know either, Jake. There's <laughs> only one way to find out. All right. Well, before we get to any of that shit we just talked about, Jacob Hopkins, please start taking me through with the news feed. Okay. Let's get going then.
1: Let's get going with the thing that everyone and your mother is excited about. You, my mother is literally excited. About yeah, that's this. true. This is just a bad example for your mother, but everyone else's mother is also excited about this, and that is. We finally get a not a teaser trailer or a teaser for the trailer, which is a weird thing, but an actual trailer trailer for it. We yeah. actually get to see Pennywise. Well, some of
0: us get to see Pennywise. You have not watched it. Well, I, well, I feel like that that description that you just gave is kind of bullshit, right? Because okay. we we got to see Penny Pennywise in the first trailer. We did. It was like three minutes long. Yeah. Like we we we've already seen. This is a better look though. Yeah. Do I need that?
1: I, maybe. I think I needed it. I mean, I was already excited, but after seeing yeah. this trailer, I was like, okay, this package fucking works.
0: Okay. And works well. So I'm trying to really avoid that thing, and that's hard to do whenever this shit shows up in my inbox day in and day out. <laughs> but I'm trying to avoid watching a bunch of trailers, uh, particularly on this film. And uh, something that I heard on this one, which I can't vouch for because I, don't, I still haven't seen the newest It trailer... Is that it's like jump scare after jump scare after jump scare, and that's cool. Like a, a lot of people say that like in a negative way. Like no, like I, I need my movie to have some jump scares. Probably like that's that they're effective. They for work. Sure. Um, the thing is, I don't want those jump scares to be spoiled for me in the trailer because then I see them coming from a mile away in the movie, and that detracts from my enjoyment of the overall package. So I don't, I don't need that. See, I asked
1: I, I question whether or not uh, there's definitely, I think, no doubt that some of these are in fact. Jump scares, but there's a lot of jump cuts in this trailer. So I wonder how many are legit jump scares and how many are just they appear that way because of jump cuts. I mean, because they're rapid fire jump cuts. I mean, they're firing one after the other, one after the other. So, it, you know, you see a flash of Pennywise and it's jump cutting into that and out of that. Right
0: Cued with a boom of yes, some sort.
1: And it can give them an appearance of a jump scare, which I think some of them may not be. They may be just full blown scenes where Pennywise is there. But in the trailer, you're looking like a a jump scare just because of the way it's edited.
0: Yeah. Either way, I don't give a fuck. I just don't want any of the jump scare, no jump scare, or atmosphere, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Sure. I don't want it spoiled in, you know, one trailer after the other. Like, I saw everything that I needed to be excited about this movie for in that first trailer. Uh, I think everyone else did too. I mean, it's been viewed like fucking 60 million times on YouTube. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, But, I mean,. It's gonna make a lot of money. It's gonna do so well at the box office. People flip the fuck out every time something new about this movie leaks—not leaks, but like you know, makes its way out sure. into the public. Um, I, I'm, dude, I'm excited, and yes, my mom is excited too. <laughs> now, I, I, I kind of, as weird as it seems, I kind of am happy to have this this
1: trailer. It was just that extra push or that extra reassurance that this is going to be a legitimately terrifying experience. But I, I want them to stop now. I don't think they will. I, I don't think either. there's going to be like two, three more trailers, some yeah. other bullshit happen, and some other marketing nonsense. I will not watch those. This is the last one I watch.
0: Like I'm sure there'll be like a VR experience, like a web portal, and like get the it mobile app before the movie comes out. Yeah, like whenever like whenever Conjuring Two came out, I think someone put it together between all the clips that were released and the trailers. I think they showed like 40 something minutes of footage from the Conjuring Two just in promotional material. Like that's like half of your movie in promotional material. That's crazy. Yeah, this one has all the
1: hype it needs. Stop. Stop, stop. I think now would be a good time to stop. Legitimately, a good time to stop. And let
0: that anticipation
1: just build until it wants to burst.
0: Yeah, because you can literally at this point just release a picture of a balloon, and people lose their minds. Like you don't have to go crazy. And that's
1: what I would suggest: is doing that something very minimal that just kind of just causes that itch to want to be scratched.
0: So, speaking of it, uh, a little uh, some some further detail was was made public, and that's that the runtime is two hours and fifteen minutes. That's why I think it's okay to watch this trailer.
1: Ah, uh, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> You're not I, getting forty minutes of the of this.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I still I, like. I want my two hours and fifteen minutes to be, you know, unsullied. Yeah, unsullied. That's a good way to put it. I I don't know. Like, I want to enjoy this one. I really do. Uh, and furthermore, on top of well, before we move on, do, yes, you, do you think that's too long? No, no, no,
1: not at all, not at all. Because the book, and it's been many, many years since I read the book, but the book is enormous. And since we're doing two parts, yeah, I think this is perfect. But yeah you're going if you're going to tell the story the way it kind of looks like it's going to be a, a lot more gritty and scary like the book uh, you, i think you're going to need that time
0: okay yeah i mean I, I don't have a problem with it either i think uh that it was also made public that uh, i mean this shouldn't be like a big surprise but like they've already been greenlit on it to Uh, Which if you're unfamiliar with uh, the original television miniseries or the book itself, it's going to follow the kids in this first it movie grown up as adults uh, still dealing with a lot of the same things. Uh, So that's cool, man. That's uh, they're going to they're going to get a lot of money out of this. And Stephen King properties in general are just making a huge fucking
1: comeback. Yeah. And they've already they've already made him a lot of money in the past with like. The shitty original versions of things. Yeah, sure. So you know you're gonna make better versions now, even more money. It's
0: good to be king, right? It's good to be king. <laughs> uh, and you've got like you know the Pet Cemetery remake lingering out oh, there. Oh, yeah, I forgot about you've that. You've got Gerald's Game that's coming out from uh, uh, what's his face Hush guy oh, yeah, Flanagan. Yeah, yeah. Flanagan. Um, just a and, and many many more. I mean, there's there's a lot of Stephen King. Dark Tower, like a lot of King oh, shit. Yeah, Dark Tower right now. Uh, So a little interesting little renaissance for him.
1: Yeah. uh, David and Chad had mentioned that, you know, how fun would it be to visit some of these others like graveyard shift and stuff like that? I'm like, man, it's a prime time now to strike
0: that iron for something fun like that. Yeah. And I I don't I didn't uh, do too much research on this surprise, uh, (laughs) but that Hulu original series was it Castle Rock Castle Rock. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Bill Skarsgård has signed on for that. Oh, as well shit. which would lead you to believe I don't know for sure but maybe it's going to be in there. Got it. Got what?
1: I mean yeah. Got to be. Got to yeah. be. That's a great move for everyone involved. Yeah. Because you're just passing dollar bills back and forth yeah, between for each other right. Sure. I mean it's yeah, amazing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just printing money.
1: <laughs> Basically what is happening. Um, Needless to say we'll both be seeing it. Something uh, a lot of people are interested in. I'm not sure how I feel just yet because I just saw the trailer which is an interesting trailer. Shouldn't be, I guess, that surprising considering who it's coming from. It's Mother from Darren Arnofsky. Yeah. Of course, if you've you you know you've heard that name, Black Swan, and a thousand other things, right?
0: Yeah, Black Swan is probably the, the one that will stick out the most. Uh, Requiem for a Dream for you. Uh, Some people love that shit. You Steam-o emo motherfuckers out there. <laughs> <laughs> Now, trust me, my friends, whenever I was in high school, man, they fucking loved that movie. Dude,
1: wasn't that like the shit back in the day? Everybody was like, dude, have you seen Requiem for a Dream? It's so beautiful. That was it. It's the story of my life. Yeah. It's like, no, it's not, man. It's not the story of your life. That makes no sense. <laughs> in your head, it's the story of your life. <laughs> It's like that and fucking
0: train spotting. It's like, oh, my God, please, please get over yourself. <laughs> yeah, that is not you. Uh, yeah, but anyway, uh, his new movie has a hell of a cast Insane. To it. uh, Insane. It's got Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Javier Bordim, uh, just a lot of big-name people attached to this one. And the trailer just dropped, and it is like... Like, I remember when Black Swan came out, like, I was excited for it, because yeah. I had uh, Natalie Portman and M- M- Mila Kunis. Yes. It? Okay. Uh, they were attached to it, and I was like, okay, they're going to be in this horror movie. Well, it wasn't really a horror movie. Like, it was dark thriller. It was really fucking good. He uh, loves psychological thrillers. He really does. He does. I would say, though, that this one, Mother, seems to be more in the horror space from from the brief teaser we've seen so far. At
1: least from that trailer, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I I don't, that's the thing though. I don't know what the fuck's going on. It's just Jennifer Lawrence just kind of hanging out in the house in a lot of ways, but then like the audio is what's really kind of uh, setting this darker tone. There's a lot of wild shit happening on uh, in the background audio wise. Shit is cracking off. All she's doing is going to the front door. (laughs) Yeah. Weird.
0: Uh, So the official blot synopsis that we have as of now is a couple's relationship is tested when uninvited guests arrive at their home, disrupting tranquil existence. I mean, that tends to happen a lot in horror films. Yep. I mean, par for the course. Now that's my life, <laughs> motherfuckers <laughs> just showing up, interrupting my tranquil existence. Yeah, no, that's
1: the real horror of the world,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> like I had to put pants on for this, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, so either way, the we—that's really all we know about this one, other than you know, this, this dude makes uh, beautiful fucking movies, uh, beautiful and and really fucking good movies. Uh, great cast attached to it. And the official trailer will come out on the 8th of August, which is just, you know, a few days away at this point.
1: That's getting on my nerves a little bit, though. And, I, and that's kind of why we paired this with It, is because they're both doing this new trend of like a teaser for the trailer. Like, I don't yeah. I don't like that at all. Just give me the trailer and call it a day.
0: You know, I don't think I, I, and again, I can't really compare it to It too much just because, like, I haven't seen that trailer, the second one. Um, but as long as like the the teaser for the trailer is like the actual first like couple of seconds from the real trailer, sure. I think I'm okay with that. As long as you're not giving me even more content, like I, I need less content. I think we're in an age right now where we need less content before movies, and I know we've been oh, yeah. saying that for forever. And I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. But uh, I, I don't think I kind of like when we teased the uh, teaser for Fright Logic. Oh, yeah! Uh, it was very much like something that was used inside of that, like the day before, just to get sure. like an, an extra little bit of awareness. So we're guilty of the exact same trend, really. I mean, sort of. We were not. Actually we're gonna... getting that many. We're getting the same amount of views. <laughs> we're getting <laughs> just. We're right up there with it. I
1: can't point. see us dropping an actual. Are we going to drop an actual trailer for that thing though? Probably. Yeah. Okay. Well, Luke's on board with this. Like, this. That's not my fault. The teaser. <laughs> the teaser <laughs> for an actual trailer is not my fault. This is Luke's fault. Yeah. well. Yeah. Well, that's going to be another, I think, mainstream hit, and then it's also going to spark that conversation once again of, is this a horror film, or is this just a thriller? Maybe it's post-horror. God damn it. Probably is, is, isn't it? It's probably post-horror. If it's good, it'll be (laughs) post-horror. It's definitely post-horror. It's not even a question. Let's take a little trip in time, Luke. I know this is your favorite kind of activity, to go back to 1880.
0: Oh, God. 1880 London, right? Uh, It's even worse. (laughs) Even worse. But you do kind of dig Jack the Ripper, though, right? I do. As long as he's not paired up with some *Downton Abbey* shit, like I'm, I'm okay. Or you know, Johnny Depp per se. I don't. I'm not into that either. Really. Yeah, I,
1: I know. We yeah. talked about that. Well, apparently in this fantasy world, before Jack the Ripper, there was the Limehouse Golem.
0: Okay. Yeah. Is this some some liter
1: some literary bullshit that you're throwing uh, yeah, out? Of? Apparently, it was based on a book. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. But man, talk about all star cast. Bill Nagy. You know from a uh, science guy. No no it'd be fucking awesome though. <laughs> from parts of the Caribbean, he was uh the old uh, vampire dude in uh, underworld, under
0: underworld. You're yeah. just throwing a bunch of names at me that, of movies that I haven't seen. God, really? Fuck me, dude. This is hard to have conversations with you sometimes. Sorry man. <laughs> How do we make this podcast work week in and week out? Yeah, he just th- throw me like a thirty thousand dollar indie budget movie, and I, I got you covered all day. <laughs> well, this bitch looks Pirates like of a- the Caribbean. I got nothing.
1: <laughs> this bitch, this is why you don't know anything about this one. This <laughs> one's got looks like it's got a high budget. It's it's a really beautiful film. Uh, the city of London is gripped with fear as a ser- serial killer dubbed the Limehouse Golem is on the loose and leaving cryptic messages written in his victims' blood. Does that do anything for you? Does mm. that move the needle at all?
0: Not really, because I feel like it's gonna be some sort of creature. It's gonna be that thing from um from the Lord of the Rings, that gollum fucker. Oh, like actual Gollum. yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be him or some creature reminiscent of. it's not gonna actually be like a uh, like a serial killer cause it never is in these things, you know, it's gonna be some weird fucking demonic creature, uh, which I don't give a fuck about,
1: okay, okay. well, I'm gonna uh, be the opposite side of the coin here. I'm kind of into it. I don't know how much horror it's gonna be, other than maybe like the amount of blood and or violence slash gore. But uh, I don't know. I'm always on. A, I'm always ready to take a trip back in time.
0: I know you are. I yeah. know you are. That's 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 probably one of our most fundamental differences. Is I I can't stand that shit. Uh, and I'm sure some people that are listening have read the book already or are familiar with the book, and maybe I'm way off course. This just strikes me as the type of movie that's a lot of buildup to make you think it's one thing and it's something else. Okay. Uh, which I guess that's kind of the point, the, the, the point of good storytelling, but still.
1: Jane Goldman, the screenwriter who did uh, The Woman in Black, also uh, pinned this one. Does that change anything for you at all? I, I mean, once again, it was a, a trip back in time, so probably not. Huh? I guess Radcliffe that. didn't even save that one for you. No. Uh, one thing, though, I will say about this is... Once again, this just proves our point of... It's going a small theatrical release, it looks like, but also straight to VOD on September 8th. Just another point in case, an example of beautiful films are going to VOD. It's not just shit anymore.
0: No, no, not at all. All right, let's move I back mean, to your now wheelhouse. Even though that one's probably shit, but... Yeah. Oh, goddamn, you
1: motherfucker. <laughs> let's move back into your wheelhouse, then.
0: Mountain Fever. Have you watched the trailer for Mountain Fever? Yeah, I mean, I think it's safe to say that... uh the 2017 festival circuit is is off and running, right? So every couple of days we're getting some kind of new indie, you know, trailer sent our way, and uh, most of them have been really fucking promising looking. Mountain Fever is the latest that I, that I've seen. It was either this morning or the morning before, uh, where it's uh, this team's uh, feature film, you know, debut, uh, making uh, what seems to be a rather ambitious, you know, feature film debut over at uh, Fright Fest in London.
1: Yeah, this is an. You can tell there's some budgetary constraints, I feel like, in a yeah. lot of this. Um, there's certain scenes that feel just a little off. I can't put my finger on it. Maybe some of the acting might be a little off. But this trailer is fucking intense. By the time it's done, you're yeah. like, holy shit, what is happening here?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the um, it's got a couple strikes working against it, like, just off the rip for me, right? Um, anytime that I see, like, a still image of people wearing gas masks these days, I'm like, yeah, "Sure, I'm done. Um <laughs> But, you know, I, I'm not I'm not done. I don't mean, I don't mean that, like, literally. Sure. I'm not done. Um, but it does make it's me It's just think, a strike for you. Yeah, because, like, you've just got so much of that now. All this is post-apocalyptic, blah, blah, blah. They're gonna be zombies. Is it an infection? Is it fucking nothing like some some movies? Um, like, who knows? Uh, this one seems to be some sort of um, an actual strain of, like, flu or some shit that's out there. So at least it's, like, in the realm of possibility, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it seems to be, it's, it, that's where it's kind of turns. Like, I don't give a fuck about the, the pandemic and the, 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 the ever present danger of outside. Like, right. you know what I'm into? I'm, sure. I'm into that real life, you know, uh, danger. Uh, so apparently this, uh, this person is sort of trapped inside of their, their home and they must work together with their captor to face off some other shit. And there may or may not be someone with a big ass sledgehammer, like bashing people up as well all oh, very cool. So you've got like that that extra that that external threat of like supernatural shit going on with the, with the the flu whatever and your real life human threat in there as well, which I think if you put both of those together, I think that's where a lot of these movies are missing. A lot of these post-apocalyptic movies are missing. I understand. And I, and again, I haven't seen the movie, so this this one might not try Pure to be yeah. like a post-apocalyptic thing, like I don't know. Um but if it is, I feel like a lot of the movies I've watched recently, they're like, well, the the environment is the is the antagonist. That that's right. your character. Like I get it, but give me a real fucking antagonist as well. And that that it seems like this is going to do it.
1: It was reminiscent for me of all the good parts of a dark song, where you've got limited characters in a space; they really can't go anywhere. Yeah. For you know, that's what I'm seeing at least, and they're having to deal with each other's personalities, like you said, with this looming thing. Hopefully it doesn't uh, kind of shit the bed at the end like sure. a dark song did, but that bit that I saw of that that gave me that feeling, I was like, this could be something really cool, really interesting, because. I mean, even if the gas masks aren't necessary or whatever, you know, just the the fear that drives them to make certain decisions could be really interesting with this one.
0: No, that's a good point. I mean, especially if you have that real-world internal threat, like having the external threat impact your decisions of your internal threat, that's something that's pretty cool to play with, I think, uh, that we don't see enough of. There's an interesting part in the trailer where it shows that they
1: have a revolver, but just one bullet in it, and it makes me think— did the other bullets get used for some reason, or is there very, uh, somebody kind of intentionally give them this gun with just one bullet, and it's kind of like a, you have to make a decision yeah, kind of serial. Saw-esque shit. Yeah, a little bit, right? Interesting to me. Yeah, it is interesting. Speaking of some Saw-esque shit, oh. let's move over to Ruin Me. Okay. And this is kind of a a I want to call it a little bit of a trend, where we're getting um, movies that kind of spoof the genre, like... What if we kind of fell into the actual genre? What was that one we reviewed not too long back? Fear Inc. Fear Inc. Yes, yes, yes. And of course, we talked about the houses that October built. And yeah. so they're all kind of in this weird realm. Um, this one kind of gave me some chuckles. Yeah, uh,
0: I, I would throw it in there with uh, like you, like Fear Inc. was good. Uh, houses October built, like you said. Uh, even uh, I know a lot of people haven't seen it yet unless it was in festival, but found footage 3D. Yeah, yeah. am yeah, uh, yeah. also on that very self-aware sort of uh, space. Uh, so this one, Ruin Me, is about a, um extreme horror experience. Like, a long time ago, you wrote a piece on one of these extreme oh, yeah, places. Yeah. Like, what was that place again?
1: That was fucking early on. It, I, I picked like three or four different places, and you signed these waivers, and basically it says, hey, you're okay to touch me and do all these really awful shit to me, and uh, I'm down for the experience. So that's what they've basically done. They're going to this... What was it called? Like slasher camp? I don't know. It's got a generic name. Slasher
0: sleep away. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So and they're just camping out and they've signed these waivers to have this uh, quote unquote real life horror movie experience. Uh, And shit may or may not be cracking off real or in the
0: game. Right. Maybe maybe there are like escape mental patients trying to kill them. (laughs) Uh, Maybe it's part of the act. Maybe there really are escape mental patients trying to kill them. Um, maybe people are really dying around them or maybe, maybe those aren't actual other contestants either. Maybe they're just actors. Part of the thing. Um, you don't really know, and this kind of has that that fine line of um, sort of self aware cheekiness, uh, some gratuitous violence. It looks like, and just a lot of fun if you're a fan of the horror genre and really find yourself like questioning, like me. I think it's I think it's interesting. I think it's fascinating that people sign up for those like extreme horror things. Oh, yeah, fuck that. I, I would never do it like in a million years. Neither. Um, but I think it's interesting that someone does. Like someone pays you to be like, oh yeah, fuck me up, bro. Um, <laughs> you're right. We're in the wrong business, dude. Yeah, I guess I mean, so. Let's, let's move into that. Uh, so I think making a movie about that is is pretty interesting. Uh,
1: yeah. And I got a feeling that there's going to be a lot of naysayers on this, though, because they're going to be like, oh, this trend is lame and boring. And I get it. It's not going to be for everyone. For me, I'm kind of into it, though. My one concern is that this, uh, this dude with glasses, Chris Hill, the kind of the bigger guy with the dark glasses. Yeah, yeah. He strikes me as he might be stealing all the scenes, dude. He seems really good, right? Right, yeah. I'm like, bro, you share share some of the scenes with everyone else. Bro. I, th- <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something shitty for me. I was like, dude, this guy, that guy
0: fucking rocked. No, like, yeah,
1: yeah. I'm like, then ah. that's the problem. He might, he maybe rocks too, too good. He might be too good. <laughs> Tone down your rock a little bit, <laughs> right, bro? You're too, you're too awesome.
0: Uh, yeah. So if yeah, in case you want to see more, uh, go over to modernhorrors.com. Check out the trailer for Ruin Me right there. I think it's gonna be really fucking uh, fun. Um, yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah, because it's got that campy look
1: to it, but the effects actually are surprisingly uh,
0: just like, whoa. Yeah. No, I, I think it's going to surprise some people uh, in, in in a lot of different ways. Uh, so it is also making its debut at Fright Fest London uh, late August 26, 27, something like that. So if you guys are across the pond, as they say, go check that one out. See, looking at you, Ross Brown, looking at you. That's only, yeah. <laughs> he's oh, the, only he's you. the only one. He's yeah. the
1: only one over there that listens. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. Something that may shock people may not shock people. I know it's it was crazy before we'd even had it on the website. I was watching some movie with the wife, and this trailer came on for uh what was it Dave made a maze? And we both immediately looked at each other and go, "We have to watch this." So you yeah, you actually saw this on like TV? No, we were watching a movie or something, and it, it was a trailer. Oh, like in theaters? No, no, I don't think so. Maybe YouTube? Like, what the fuck are you? T- I have no idea, bro, what okay. I was watching. It was just one of those things, like. We're kinda of half ass paying attention. This this like, you know, trailer comes up
0: and we just immediately go, We have to watch this. Oh, okay. Um, I, I can't imagine where that would have been. <laughs> like I this, can't either, dude. Because this is uh Dave made a maze, while I think it looks fucking adorable. Uh I I can't imagine it has a huge marketing budget behind it to really to really put it out there. Uh so basically this one came across the uh, the old inbox not too long ago. This is the first I'd heard of it, to be honest. And uh it's about this dude. Uh, middle-aged fella that yep. makes like a cardboard fort in his yep. living room. Uh, his wife, girlfriend, fiance, something comes home. Says she's going to go in there. And he's like, no, please stay away. Don't <laughs> do it. And it looks like eventually at some point the it, it gets bigger. And then like a documentary crew comes in to like maybe document her trying to get her boyfriend, husband, whatever, out of the maze. Uh, and then when they go inside of it, it's like this, this humongous fucking castle that he's built. I mean, it looks like it looks like a little little cardboard fort in the living oh, yeah. room. But when you step inside, it's this whole another dimension. right? For all
1: you Doctor Who nerds, it's like the TARDIS. It's bigger on the inside. Oh, there you go. Yeah, look at there. Talk, talk y'all's language. No, it's really cool, right? Though, but like the aesthetics kind of match this weird cardboardy we made a thing inside because uh, it's not all fun and games when you get inside, right? There's like a Minotaur running around yeah. and all these other things. Um, And so, as you would, when they finally all meet up, which apparently they do, they
0: still have to find their way through this incredibly complex maze to get back Very much a labyrinth. Uh, So one of the things that kind of strikes me about this one, because when I first got it, I was like, okay, this looks like a lot of fun, but I'm not sure it's something that we would cover. And that's why I didn't even
1: mention it when I saw the trailer, because I'm like, I don't know if this lives in our space or not. Yeah.
0: Um, But then, like, the more I thought about it, I was like, well, why doesn't it? And then I was like, because you see some shots in the trailer. Where like it doesn't look like there's any blood in this movie, but the blood's been replaced with like red confetti and shit. <laughs> yeah. So like, do we actually need there to be like a fake liquid substance on the screen for it to fit in our to genre? Like, like, I don't know. Like, what does that mean? And when I look deeper than that, and I think about the spirit of what this movie has, um, I think yeah, I think it fits right at home here. To be honest.
1: Yeah, when you say it like that too, I know a lot of people uh, that love this genre also love like labyrinth. Uh, you know the yeah, old yeah, yeah. Jennifer Colley film. Uh, and I think this could be like the uh, the new version of that in some form or fashion. Not just because there's mazes, labyrinth involved, yeah. but like like you were saying, there's like elements of horror, but in a very fun kind of way.
0: Yeah, I mean, it looks like there's like like cardboard Muppets and shit in there. Lots yes. of intricate uh, in- intricate uh, mechanical creations and shit. Like it just looks like a fucking blast and a really really fun time that I think and I don't really know why. Maybe we're off base on here, but we everyone in the modern horrors uh, group. Uh, slack was loving it oh, yeah. so if we all loved it then you guys probably will too
1: this this strikes me as one of these films that's going to highlight the beauty of indie film that ho- mainstream hollywood just doesn't get is these fantastical ideas that uh yeah. just, they're just scared to take a chance on so i really hope this one is awesome and I, then i hope it also does very well
0: yeah Because this is one of those like like if you're gonna pitch this like in a in like a hollywood executive's office like like get the fuck out of here! Like, are you, are you kidding me? Right. Like, no! Like, we're not—we're not gonna sell. What know, if we
1: did Fast and Furious Eleven instead? Yeah, like
0: that'll—that'll <laughs> that'll put asses in seats, right. right? And they're not wrong. No, they're uh, not. This is just the kind of movie that can't thrive in a market like that. And we're living—we're—we're we're lucky to be living in a time where we have, you know, self distribution. Not that this is self distributed, but um, we have options for these kinds of movies to get distribution and, and hit eyeballs without the help or, or need for any of that shit. So I, this is really exciting. Let's take a trip to the Far East
1: now. I know we've already taken a trip to London back in time. Let's go to the Far East. I know we get some hate sometimes because of our uh, quote unquote hate for J horror, which is not accurate at all. It is for kind you, of for you, me. and yeah. for you. Not for me, though. Let's go explore uh, the temple. Just
0: temple. Just temple. Just temple. Just temple.
1: No, no, nothing else. No, the, no, a, just temple.
0: So this one, uh, I was actually really excited for this one, right? Because yeah. it comes across, um, I, I've, you know, been seeing tidbits about it here and there. Uh, it shows up in my inbox. Like, hey, you want to check this movie out? Yes, I do because it's got uh, written by Simon Barrett, who yes. was uh, Blair Witch. You're next. You're next. The guest, which we fucking love. Oh yeah. Um, it's basically Adam Wingard's like wingman, <laughs> right? Wingard's Wingard ah, man. I see ya, I see ya. Um But. So I watched the trailer. I think it looks pretty cool, right? Yeah. Uh, But then Megan Navarro from Modern Horrors, who was infinitely more qualified to write about horror movies than any of us are, well, for sure. uh, She's like, "Well, this one's had like a really like tumultuous road to get here, and and links us to this Medium article written by Simon Barrett."
1: Let's get to the. uh, Let's talk about our reaction to the trailer first, and then let's go into that because that is very interesting. Yeah. Um. So, like you said, you you thought it was fairly cool, right? Aesthetically, how did you feel about it?
0: Fine. I mean I, I think I think it looks empty. I feel like um,
1: let's you know, your your perspective in a lot of ways is the outside of I like J Horror, so
0: Yeah, I mean to be fair, this doesn't this isn't like a J Horror like it, it takes place over there. Yeah. Um but like it's in English, it's got American actors in it. Like, sure. It's, it's not It's American J Horror. Yeah. It's like like uh the Shudder remake or whatever the fuck that was. Uh or, or the forest, whatever. Uh, so yeah. e- either way, uh, I think it looks cool. I think it looks um, polished from like its press. Like it, like it, look, it looks like they use a nice camera. <laughs> like and uh, no, I'm serious. Like it looks like they had really like. No, a, I'm with you, but it's all, it, it kind of felt like a backhanded compliment. <laughs> yeah, hey, I guess it kind <laughs> of is. Like they had a decent cinematographer, um, but it looks like there's just uh, lacking some sort of soul in there. I guess.
1: I mean, that is the one downfall of J Horror. And I do enjoy J Horror most of the time. Is it's all fairly rinse and repeat just kind of different slightly different scenarios and i was really into it i think the trailer looks really nice um i mean i guess the acting's as good as you could expect i I didn't have any major problems with it but it did feel like it spun wildly into J horror at the very end of the trailer uh with weird ghost people monsters ladies i don't know it was i was like wow that was a sudden turn right yeah and as you know megan wasn't feeling it uh and then she mentioned the forest and I had that exact same experience. I was like, maybe this is uh, a little too feely, similar to the forest in a lot of ways. And people are going to be not feeling that.
0: Well, my, my, even before I watched the trailer, I was just confused as to why Simon Barrett was attached to this.
1: And that's I think where we uh, should go ahead and jump into
0: that nonsense, right? Yeah, because I mean he's he's successful at this <laughs> point. Oh god. damn. <laughs> and, and again, like these are all like kind of like taking fi- sh- firing shots at S- Temple. Smacking them around, man. But I, I don't really mean it to be uh, but ba- this this does seem under his pay grade basically is what I would say. I mean this guy's working on some some really, you know, really exciting shit right now. Um so basically Simon Barrett has gone to. I feel like I've called this dude like three different names already in this. Whatever, <laughs> Simon Barrett. Yeah, that's it. Okay, we can call him Simon for here on out. Sai by. Saba. Anyway, uh, he goes to Medium and like the title of it. In Medium is like a, a place where you like anyone can write uh, if you don't have to set up like a WordPress or like a Squarespace or any of that shit. No coding knowledge, you can just write shit on Medium and and publish it. Uh, so he goes to Medium and writes this whole thing about, uh, he doesn't really know what Temple is. Like, he he's had actors, like, calling him uh, when, it was in, when it was in production. They said they saw his name attached to it. And, uh, and rightfully so, they got excited. Yeah, they're like, hey, can you think you put in a good word for me or something? And he's like, well, unfortunately, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, and then he had to kind of think back on it for a little while. And he was working with... Um, Someone else that he had been, you know, sort of buddies with, managed by the same uh, management company, and they decided years ago that they were going to sort of collaborate on a project. Uh, Barrett didn't actually write it, uh, it was already like the characters were all fleshed out and well developed and everything. And Simon Barrett just came around and sort of strung it all together, if you will,
1: cleaned it up a little bit, if you, yeah, because yeah,
0: he said, uh, JT, I can't think
1: of the, the guy's last name, that was his, uh, it's his buddy, and he apparently this was early on because he said it was only like a you know twenty five hundred dollar gig. Which don't get me wrong, that's no money to sneeze at, but right, well, he said at that time it was definitely no money to sneeze right, at. Right, this
0: was pre your next and all that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh,
1: you know, he's like, hey, I write fairly fast, and my, my man man here is already fleshed out everything. All I got to do is connect the dots and good to go. Why wouldn't I do this? So he does it. He gets paid like not even all the money. He's like, like half. yeah. And he's like, whatever, I made some money, no big deal. Never hears anything back from it until recently when it's like, you know, like you were saying, Simon Barrett's the, the temple, blah, 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 that kind of shit. And his homie who actually did, in Simon's own words, most of all this work is nowhere to be found on this thing. To which, as a stand-up guy, he seems, he's not, he's not super pissed off. He, he says he doesn't want any ill will towards the film, but he's a little miffed that... Like his dude's name is nowhere on it, and then they're trying to pass this off as his project. Yeah, when he was not consulted, he's never seen anything about it. So he's like, I don't know if it's what I wrote or not.
0: Yeah, yeah. He said uh, that from what he's heard uh, that the script that is being used had like a date of like June 2015. Yeah. Which he said by best estimate, the last thing he touched was like in 2012 or whatever. <laughs> Looking back at his emails. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he doesn't know what the hell it is. All he knows is that his name is being used on it. Uh, and more or less like, like he, like he said, he doesn't wish the project any ill will or anyone involved in it. Uh, but like you said, a little myth that is, that his buddy isn't anywhere to be mentioned in it. Why would he be? He doesn't have the name that Simon Barry yes. has now. Um, but more, more than anything, really using this as like a precautionary tale to those that are doing screenwriting and submitting, um, screen tests and all that shit in, in, in the genre in general, like fucking be careful what you put out there because, um producers can dig that shit up at any at any time and just start using it i mean we've not had it to that level obviously i'm not trying to say we're at
1: simon barrett's level but we've had incidents where like you know they want to take things we've said out of context and use them for the advantage oh yeah and it's uh, sucks that that's the way the industry works but that's just how it works man it's just a weird dirty kind of cutthroat
0: game yeah so needless to say uh we have temple none of us have watched it yet uh we can't even talk about it until the 24th, I think. Sounds right. Which the longer the embargo on the movie, and again, this is all conjecture, but usually the longer the embargo, the shittier the movie. Uh, and this has like a month embargo.
1: Yeah. When it's like that close to the release date, like they, the they want to. Yeah, yeah, they want to f- try to keep everything as. Close to the house as they can before it starts yeah. spreading. I'm I'm going to give it a fair shake. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, now, if it does turn out to be a big turd, it's it, you'll definitely. I'll be looking at these people who were involved in this project uh, yeah. with a certain colored lens, I guess, because it's like that's there was a lot of shady biz went yeah. to, to make dirty this a shitty,
0: dirty pool on the on the producer's part. Right. Dirty, dirty pool, yeah.
1: Not doesn't feel good. Sticking in the Far East.
0: Don't okay. freak out on me. We're, oh we're
1: we're shifting over to Thailand now. Oh ready to go to Thailand muta little Muita? I'm
0: terrified, but sure.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Let's talk about some Ghost House. Not to be confused, because I got confused with uh, Ghost House uh, Films, Productions, all that stuff. Sam Raimi. Yeah, yeah. Not that one. No. A different one.
0: Yeah, so this movie is just called Ghost House. It is starring Scout Taylor Compton, uh, for all of you Rob Zombie Halloween fans out there. Boo! Boo! <laughs> uh, she played Laurie. She's been in, in several genre things. She was in Eric England's uh, Get the Girl, which is fantastic okay. if you haven't watched that yet. Uh, but either way, uh, basically, it's another one of these J horror movies that are—it's it's English, right? Looks even more foresty than the, than the other. Yeah, so it's uh, so relatively whitewashed, I would say, right? <laughs> fair, very
1: fair. Because uh, even the uh, the people that they go uh, that takes them to the touristy spot are all like British. Yeah, it's not even like Thai people.
0: Right. Uh, which I'm not here to say that Thailand isn't a melting pot of cultures. I'm sure all these people you know could be found around there. Uh, but but either way, it's about this this couple maybe they're honeymooning or some shit in Thailand and uh, they hook up with these European dudes and they're like, what you guys should do is come check out this cool ass spot we've got. So they go out and they check out this like ghost house uh, cemetery, which basically, um, it's like the,
1: little bird houses for ghosts
0: yeah basically like in <laughs> the, the town is afraid to destroy them because they feel like these little houses like they're like little doll houses basically yeah. um have ghost spirits inside of them so they just, they just like put them out in this forest and leave them like to no one to fuck with uh well one of the guys is like hey you should grab one of those little dolls inside there for a souvenir she does they bolt they beat feet so hard and then shit just cracks the fuck off or so it seems uh so I've already got the impression
1: now that this is some kind of like passable, offable curse. Otherwise yeah. homeboys aren't gonna be like, Hey, you totally should take that so that I can beat feet the fuck out of you. So here. you feel
0: like that was them transitioning the curse to her? Yes. Yeah. And that-
1: then like some crazy witchy woman kinda shows up. The first time we see her, like like what's her name, scouts like in an alley and she's kinda of-
0: scout. Which, oh, which leads me to believe oh, you're onto shit. something. I am onto something. She then. was the first, maybe not yeah, the first, the first
1: victim that we see in the movie. Yeah, because
0: yeah, that girl. maybe gives it to the English dudes, and then the English dudes yes. gotta give it to her. I think you might be. Yeah, on I'm onto something. something.
1: But anyway, she pops up, at, you know, from the shadows. Looks really kind of cool. I thought. Yeah. But then I keep seeing more of her later, and more of her later, to the point where I'm like, maybe it's not as cool as it initially was. Yeah. There's some crazy fire effects too, which I'm like, ah, what's happening? I
0: here? thought the fire looked pretty good, okay. actually. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it looked like real fire.
1: <laughs> the dude was like, they burn her, she die.
0: Well, come on, <laughs> come on, <laughs> say something to me in time, motherfucker. Tell me if you sound crazy or not. I mean, it's not easy. Um, but but either way, oh, you're talking about those fire effects? Yeah. Yeah. There's like some flashback stuff that's going on. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Mm, Uh, We'll be talking
1: about some fire effects in a minute that are fucking radical.
0: Uh, But either way, this one, another sort of whitewashed J-horror movie that seems, uh, okay. I'm actually more excited for this one than I am for Temple.
1: Oh, wow. I think I'm on the flip-flop, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not super pumped for either one of them, but I would rather watch Ghost House.
1: I hope Ghost House is good, because that uh, crazy witch woman looks like it could be potentially scary if used properly. I agree. Not every three seconds like the trailer shows her. Please, please no. I guess we kind of staying with the Asian oh theme here. God, yeah, a little idea. slightly racist. Because the director from the meet night meet, Midnight Meat Train, he's an Asian guy. Uh, that's he's true. Very, he's a very talented guy, too. Got a new one coming out called Down Range. And I'm not sure if I've seen this exact scenario in a horror film before. I have. You have? Yes. With a sniper pinning them down? Yes. Okay. Uh, Eric England. Yeah, Uh,
0: called Roadside. Oh, I never watched Roadside. So it was his second feature. wasn't great. He'll be the first one to tell you that. Okay, fair. Um, But it is about this couple that are getting a divorce or something. They get a flat tire. He goes out to change it, and there's a fucking sniper in the woods, basically. Uh, Now this is a much smaller scale. Uh, This Downrange seems to have like six people, and Roadside had two, Uh, but very, very similar in in concept. Uh, That being said, Downrange looks infinitely fucking cooler.
1: Starts off kind of really like, okay, that's kind of an interesting concept. The trailer is not super exciting, but just enough to be like, all right, interesting. Sure. Then by the end of that trailer, shit is popping off left and fucking right. It is an insane ride.
0: So much blood, so much shrapnel. There so is much, a man on fire. Uh, there is a man on fire. Like, I how mean, did he get on fire? I don't know. From a fucking bullet, bro? From <laughs> right. a sniper? Like, what What chain of events has to happen for the
1: Incendiary rounds, bro. Did you ever play uh, Call of Duty? <laughs>
0: But, but there's like, there's like cars flipping upside down. Like, yes. And this like quarter mile stretch of desert, like shit is going down and I need to know how, why
1: the, uh, every effect that it showed in the trailer, which towards the end, there's a lot of things happening a lot of effects. Yeah. All look really good. I thought,
0: you know, actually, uh, interesting timing because just for the fuck of it, I think I was cleaning my house or something. And, uh, it's a good thing, I, thing to do sometimes. Sometimes. I, I put on Midnight Meat Train because it's on Netflix still. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I hadn't watched it in a long time. It's weird to see Bradley Cooper, like, in a sure. small budget thing, as well as Quentin Rampage Jackson. Oh, shit. Is he in there? Yeah. He's, uh, I haven't
1: seen it since, like, 2008 or yeah, whatever it came out.
0: He's the guy, uh, one of the, like, the gang member dude that fights him on the makes bus or whatever. Sense, makes yeah. sense. Uh, but either way, it was, it's just weird seeing it. But the gore in that movie was pretty fucking surprising, oh, yeah. too. More, um, Sort of shoddy CG that I would have expected, but it goes to some really dark fucking places. uh, So this this guy is not afraid to do so.
1: Yeah, and I love Vinny Jones in that as well. So yeah, Uh, surprisingly super interested in this. I' going to be a weird horror film, and this might be another one too where people are like, "That's not really horror," but there's enough. I think going to be gore in here like no one else no one else is going to be interested other than uh, this genre yeah
0: there's some grotesque shit going down in here so uh, I'm really excited for that and it's being pitched that way as well like you know how this guy's been shocking audiences for years and he's about to do it again he's back uh so yeah there's 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 some uh cue the John Wick again (laughs) I'm thinking I'm back (laughs) (laughs) love it
1: uh guess who else is back and that is that twisted motherfucker who directed the Serbian film. Yeah. Wow. He's got a. This, I mean, I'm, I can only assume it's a departure from what a Serbian <laughs> film did. A weird, like, Western kind of thing called Wear Out. Yeah. Like W H yeah. E R E O U T. Wear Out.
0: Yep. So the guy's name, check this out. Because
1: I realized when I said Wear Out, that, that could be construed a different way, you wear it out. Oh,
0: like, wear, wear out, yeah. Like, from here, wear out. We are correct, not, off, not I'm wearing that ass out. Often, whose camper they were whacking. God damn it,
1: <laughs> god damn it. Uh, Anyways, hit me with it.
0: Uh, his name is Sorgen Spasojevic.
1: Got it, got it. Yes, now, in fairness. There are a lot of letters strung together that don't belong together in the English language yeah, so, so uh, it makes it
0: really difficult. S R D J A N S P A S O J E V I C. Yeah.
1: yeah. You you win in Scrabble if you throw that one down.
0: My name is one syllable. <laughs>
1: Luke. Same. It's in the Bible. I, I've got the whitest of white names. <laughs> I just did my genealogy too, and it turns out I am the whitest of white. White bread, which is it was as white as I am. Yeah,
0: <laughs> no, I saw some of that. You are super fucking white. <laughs> uh, with a last name like Rodriguez, not so much of it. Yeah, yet. yeah uh but so yeah uh so let's talk about before we dive into this one, let's talk about serbian film for just a second because okay. it actually came up over the weekend oh, uh, while i was uh, watching the fights with some friends at the that's house an awkward time for it to come up people were like hey what was that one movie and blah blah, blah. and it, it turned out to be serbian film it always does and um it's either
1: that or like 120 days of sodom that's the only two films that ever people always being... go to <laughs> right
0: uh well this guy hadn't seen it but i'd, I'd been telling him about it like years ago right and uh, uh, Dustin uh, was actually there okay, as well. Yeah. Dustin Reed, former alum, and uh, we we kind of got talking back and forth to it. Like Serbian film gets a lot of like hyperbolic hate uh, thrown towards it. Like even I think I was reading like a Joe Blow article uh, where I felt for I first heard about this this, this wear out movie, and the writers like you know I've never seen Serbian film and I'm I'm never going to I'll never support such things. Oh like, come on, bro. And, and like I think there's there's like a There's like a stigma attached to this movie that I don't really think it deserves. Yeah, no, I see you. I see you. And I
1: think the thing is, people confuse what's on film as it being glorified, and I don't think at any time in that movie does it glorify anything. I think it's literally showing you those things so that you, because it's one thing to say, oh yeah, you know, like there's a newborn infant rape. That, well, that sounds terrifying, right, and awful, but when you see it, you don't feel good about it. Right. So, like, you feel even worse That's about it. That's kind
0: of the cue for him to get the fuck out of there, and he tries.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, like, you it's know? like you don't really understand how bad these things are until you actually see it, and then when you see it, you, you are rightfully, hopefully, rightfully grossed out about it.
0: And I don't mean to pull the wool, you know, back on ov- away from anyone's eyes, but that kind of shit goes down in the world, folks. Which is like, very
1: unfortunate and very gross. Yeah, out. and I Just, think it's important to, to have it addressed
0: like yes, yeah. you know, to make you face it. Uh, but that being said, like, I, at its core, like, the first time I finished watching Serbian film, I was like, A, that was really fucked up. <laughs> yes. Uh, B, like that was like actually like, a good movie. Like it's shot really well. Like you watch a lot of this shit that's like shocking for the sake of being shocking and um you know there's there's some stuff in there uh you know that that might get you on these other kinds of movies but they're just shit movies. You know like they don't make any sense, the acting's bad, like th- there's just nothing there other than like some maybe some cool kills here and there. Serbian film was like like you said, be- beautifully shot, a cool concept, well acted, and it gets all this bullshit thrown at it just because of some a few highly controversial scenes. Um I don't think it I don't think it deserves it. I, I think this guy uh, has talent. I think he's had talent for a long time. I think uh I've heard that he's had difficulty getting other people to, to back him <laughs> because of the controversy of, of his first film. Uh so I'm I'm glad to see him uh, moving on into something. I don't know that there's not going to be any baby raping, but I don't think so right, in a right. western supernatural movie um i'm I, i'm happy to see this and that sounds weird but i'm happy to see this guy doing something else it's
1: so interesting to me too because you know there's no such thing as bad publicity right like shocking sales like i was telling you i just finished watching the, the defiant ones yeah and you know there's a part where they're talking about nwa and how they got started with their whole thing like none of those guys were really those characters they put on yeah but they knew like Eze e was like hey bros if we are come out of the gate super shocking people are going to be interested. Yeah, you Boy, will take
0: notice. Yeah,
1: and so that's what happened. Like, why wouldn't you want this guy? You're like, fuck, I'm going to put that on the posters from the director of the, a Serbian
0: film. Right. That's what's going on there. You, you better believe it. You have raised some motherfucking eyebrows. <laughs> Absolutely. When you put that on a poster, like, okay.
1: But this weird plot synopsis sounds like it is as, about a, as far away from that as you could possibly get.
0: Yeah, so it says, A man determined to face mighty powers to protect the woman he loves... Driven onward by the sheer power of his own will, he fights through unknown worlds to defend the small remaining tra- tract of their utopian paradise. Interesting. Uh, as the unrelenting battle unfolds, so strong is his purpose and so ferocious his resilience that the universe itself will, fu- will fumble. Okay, that's intense.
1: And this is like a weird Western kind of setting, right? Yeah, and I, I read those words. I don't know what this movie's about. It's... It- <laughs> It just sounds kind of like uh, some real savage motherfuckers coming at some people. Until you said the last line of the universe will fumble, that was almost like shit. Is some weird ass Cthulhu shit coming in here? My bad. Tremble, tremble.
0: Not still, still. Yeah, like the whole fucking universe is trembling. Yeah. I, so I, I don't know, bro. Um, all I'm saying is uh, I, again, happy to see him do it. Absolutely happy to see him uh, depart. You know, not, don't don't be the shock guy for the sake of one shock. trick
1: pony kind of yeah. guy. Yeah, please. Um,
0: but I will say I'm a little concerned. Uh, that, and again, not trying to fire shots anywhere. Shots are being fired. Um, but unearth Films is producing the project, which they're not exactly known for producing the high quality sure. stuff. Uh, they they release shocking shit all the time. That's what they do. They actually have the, uh, they're the ones releasing the directorial cut of Serbian film, like 12, un, 12 minutes of unseen shit thrown no, in there. No thanks. Uh, oh, I, I'm, <laughs> day one buy for okay, me, motherfucker. Um, but yeah, they're not necessarily known for like, I don't know. Like, I mean, Serbian films probably the best film they've ever sure. been involved with. I, I feel like at this point though, he's he's got to do
1: whatever with whoever is yeah, going I to allow him it. back in the game. Yeah. Um, and so I, I hope him the best. I hope he can get at least enough of a budget to make do with the vision that he wants because I don't think Serbian film was on a big budget by any means. Yeah. So
0: well, I I can't I can't confirm this per se because I've only heard it from like one source. But like you know, you're supposed to confirm everything with two but i it's good journalism i'm just saying very
1: rare around here uh,
0: <laughs> so uh i've heard from at least one person that at the can uh, frontiers market where okay. like people go to pitch their yeah. projects uh, he had like a really promising project a few years ago Interesting. Uh, but no one would touch it
1: god that sucks dude it's just so weird like this is the fucking horror genre this is where this stuff's supposed to be crazy it's crazy, off. It's crazy. <sighs> anywho all right well the best of luck to uh Not offensive at all. Not definitely not. Sorry, bro. Sorry, we still love you though. One last quick fire thing. Let's get some impressions here. Creep too.
0: Done. Dunzies. Yeah. Creep. Uh we're big fans of creep around here. I, th- I think most people are, right? Marked less. It was a big hit for Netflix. It was one of their first uh one of the first that I can remember that Netflix acquired at a festival. It wasn't like a Netflix production, but they brand it as one because right. they, they bought it at a festival. Yeah, that's
1: exactly, if for. we bought a movie, that's the first thing we're doing.
0: Fuck yeah, Modern <laughs> Horrors branding all over <laughs> right. that bitch. Modern Horrors brought you this, believe it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so it, it was, like again, it was a creepy movie because that, that gave you, um, fuck, what was what was the, the mask name? Uh, it was... Something like Peach Fuzz. It was Peach Fuzz. Yeah. So that gave us Peach Fuzz. That yeah. gave us Tubby Time. Tubby Time. Like, we always say Tubby Time, still.
1: Tubby Time weirded me out way more than Peach Fuzz did. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, like, Peach Fuzz was supposed to be the scarier thing, and I remember everyone wanted to get that mask and stuff, yeah. and it was, it's cool, but, like, there was just something the way that he presented Tubby Time that just... Made your skin crawl in a
0: weird, uncomfortable way. Yeah, the lighting of that scene, like, everything was just weird, man. That was one of the first horror films that I watched that it was, like,
1: legitimately creepy. It wasn't scary, wasn't, like, super suspenseful, per se, but, like, I was genuinely weirded out by this character. Just
0: kind of uncomfortable the whole time. Right, by the time it was done,
1: I was like, creep is the only thing you can call this, because... Just I need to go take a bath now.
0: Yeah, well, a tubby. And I, and
1: I don't need to take a tubby. I need a, sh- a straight up bath, shower, something that's not tubby.
0: Uh, so yeah, we knew this was coming. Dupless had tweeted uh, a while back that uh, you know they were doing wardrobe and shit. So it was, but but now now it's a done deal. It's it's finite. Uh, it's going to be releasing maybe this year, which is really exciting. Do we have any uh plot details? Mm-mm. You want to speculate? Sure, let's speculate.
1: You think it's just going to be? Him? Do, are we gonna are we gonna spoil? Well, no, because well, maybe if we're right, we will. But I mean, we know we're talking about the first movie. We're we gonna spoil. Oh the first no, no, movie? no. Well, oh, everyone's seen it though, hasn't? Everyone's uh, seen it.
0: Uh, let's let's refrain. Okay, let's refrain. Okay,
1: but I do. I will say. Let's let me say without spoiling. Do you think it picks kind of up and repeats a little bit from where it ended?
0: I hope so. Okay, me too. Me too. Like I know, I know. Like the the big like no no of sequels, especially in the horror genre, but really in any genre, is to like basically make the same movie Rent as the first one with yeah. like a slight tweak but i don't know if i would mind
1: that here this is one of those strange cases where i think that works actually best yeah like you know like you said just a tweak here and there and do it again do yeah. it again maybe add a, a little here a little there and uh why not
0: yeah um also on the marked up list front uh his hbo show room i think it's was 104 i forget what it was Yeah, something like that let me let me google this real quick
1: google foo how good is it if it's right, then it should pop up
0: immediately. <laughs> yeah. So Room 104, uh, Mark and Jay Dupless' movie on HBO, uh, they had their premiere episode. And uh, we were going to talk about this on one show, but apparently the show's going to kind of bounce between genres, not really be yes. just horror. But apparently, I haven't seen it yet, but the first episode was a horror episode, and it was really good, apparently. Okay. Um. So Dupless might have a thing for this. I will check that out then. As will I. Okay. Awesome. That is our news feed, sir. That's it? We made it? We did it. Holy shit!
1: All right, let me. I mean, I'm tired. I need a break. This whiskey's making me sweat. Took us to 54
0: minutes. Shit, I knew it would. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and take our first well-deserved break. We earned this one. Uh, whenever we get back, we're gonna jump right into residue. And you know what I want to say next, but I'm not, I'm not do. gonna do it again. Not yet. Not, I'm not yet. gonna do it again. Uh, we're gonna get into that as soon as we get back. After this, right now. back so after all this time and by all this time i mean like a few weeks couple weeks its we're a gonna, lot of time we're gonna answer that question jacob residue, gonna, or residue or Don't residue or Don't. god damn it i'm gonna wear that shit out this entire this segment is, this, is that what we need to name the episode residue or residue no uh, something that I, I thought it was you said something earlier, like a good, "It's good to be king" or something oh, like that. Yeah. Like that would be good. That's a good one. There, there, we, I feel like we've got a couple of little okay. one-liners in here. We'll we discuss can,
1: that in a second. Can I extract. Yes.
0: Deconstruct. If we were chefs.
1: <laughs> Back to
0: residue. Uh,
1: or Residu- Ramsay. Ramsay. Our resident Ramsay.
0: <laughs> uh, so anyway, this this is one of those movies that, by all outward uh, logic. Should be a bad movie. Be the worst film you've ever watched. If, I mean, just look at the goddamn poster. The dude. poster is not good. It's the one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. The name is not great. The direct, very boring. Yeah, the director attached to it has made some films that I would wager I haven't seen them, but I, I bet they weren't great. They look schlocky to say the least. To say the absolute—that's the <laughs> nicest way you can say the best that, yeah. we can do. Um, yet, once we saw the trailer a while back, I was. I was curious. Confused, I want, to say the least. Absolutely. There was some confusion involved, for sure. And once uh, we found ourselves in this slot where we thought that we didn't have a movie to review, <laughs> I was like, what better time would there be to like, justify watching this thing? Uh, so we watched it. And that, in and of itself, was a bit of a challenge for me, personally, uh, because the, long, the, the screener that we got for this one had long since expired. Uh so that actually uh I, I was gonna I was gonna rent the damn thing, spend my hard earned dollars on residue to answer that question. Residue or residone. <laughs> uh so ended up trying to find it on Google Play, they don't have it yet. Which uh, is I, amazing. Yeah, I go to Vimeo on Demand, they don't have it yet. YouTube movies, they don't have it yet. Uh, go to iTunes, of course they have it, but I don't want to watch it on iTunes. Nah. Like, like, you know. Uh so then I found it on Amazon, their their prime. They had it available to rent there. So that's where I did it, and uh that's where we watched it. The first thing that struck
1: me as we go to do this was the IMDb score that pops up. Isn't it like an eight
0: point something? Eight point two. I go. Excuse me. We'll see that in and of itself, because that's again we mentioned it at the start of the of the podcast. But like, no one's really talking about this movie, and I think that eight point whatever score is representative of that. There's like
1: fifty seven reviews, which is God pretty amazing. Damn. That's more than I thought as well. In yeah. like. Obviously, if you can't tell, I went into th- to this with a skewed opinion already yeah. of how this film should have played out. Yeah. Um. So that was the first shocker to me. And I guess full disclosure on my end, as I move forward, I'm probably going to say a lot of uh, contradictory shit. And that's just how it's going to go down. I'm i think sorry. I think I might be right there. Right, the yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's the only way we can do this movie.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's get started then. Uh, th- this movie, uh, as crazy as it sounds, is about like a... Private investigator. Yeah, I would like to hear this plot synopsis, please. <laughs> um, that is given the task to to move a package. Uh, that package is then intercepted by a competing crime boss and his goons. Um, yeah, who, you think, you're trying to think this through, ain't you? <laughs> who are in competition with the other crime boss, which operates out of a professional wrestling facility. Whose goons are professional wrestlers. Whose goons are professional wrestlers. Uh, the package is intercepted, but then recovered, and it seems to be a journal of some traveler from long ago, or is it? <laughs> right, yeah. uh, The more that he reads, the more that he gets sucked into this uh, something. <laughs> I, I don't know. Parallel dimensions? I guess. I don't know. That will be the one beauty
1: about reviewing this film right now on this podcast, is I think we can talk about this as open as we want. <laughs> And it will be impossible to spoil it. Even if you think you're hearing a spoiler, it's not. There's no no way. There's no way. I'm still confused on this movie. Very confused.
0: (laughs) And that kind of bums me because, like, when it was all said and done, I was like, you know, I don't think I understood. I don't think I understood any of that. Um, But I was like, I bet Jacob got something out of it. I I bet he's been up studying. He's found like
1: these parallels and shit. But you got nothing. Nothing. And that's I think the the one big knock when it's all said and done. Uh, There's other things I want to talk about, but when it's all said and done, I think that's the one big knock. Is it's a little self-indulgent at times. Uh, too much
0: self-indulgent. So. A little bit. Too um, much. I don't know if a movie like this can be self-indulgent. I
1: think so because they've got like this grand scheme of how it's going to be like this big, like overwhelming Cthulhu parallel universe kind of weird nonsense. Okay,
0: and they they just. Too much of it. Too much of it. And whenever there is a final reveal, they act as if it's all explained now. Like, it's all crystal clear. that's part of my problem, right? And I felt stupid. I was like, I know, like, they're all, like, everyone on screen gets it. (laughs) Right. Like, why don't I get it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you're introduced to a character at the beginning who you kind of feel is going to be super important, but then he's kind of not important until the end again. And then it's one of those cases, like you're saying, where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we all should understand what this guy's doing. Yeah. Um, because everyone on screen acts like they know what he's sure. doing. And then he just takes the fuck off. And you're like, but wait.
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I need more. Yeah, like, no. You just can't you just can't walk away like that. Yeah, <laughs> Credits roll, bitch. Yeah, so I, I don't know. So, uh, I mean, I, th- I think we can sort of let the cat out of the bag that uh, a lot of this, at least to us, there are some folks out there that obviously fucking love it if oh, you're going yeah. 8 point something uh, that we just don't understand. Right. I mean, very it, 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 fair. Just don't do it. Um, but I will say, uh, the first thing that I noticed immediately, uh, right, Hitting play is that the sound and like visually, like the, the aesthetic of the movie in general is miles above what I expected this to be. Very
1: fair. And also comes up to one of my first complaints is shot very well. The opening credits are shot super well Except they decided to throw these really shitty graphics, uh, you know, like uh, title cards, on top of the very well shot like images, and I'm like, why would you go with this 90s garbage bullshit, you know, uh, graphics package over top of these beautiful
0: shots? Well, I kind of like the, I kind of like the 90s I graphics package. I fucking hated package. it, dude. I fucking hated um, it because you had like the sort of the 90s music going along with it as well. The fucking neon green glow, yeah, for oh. sure. And I, I believe that that. That's an interesting way to look at Residue. Really, it's like you don't see many. You see a lot of movies that's like pay homage to the sixties, seventies, and eighties, right? Yes. You don't see many horror movies that are like you know what decade we really liked the nineties. Like Residue is like pays homage to the nineties in, in a way, in a way because there's also like weird technology shit that doesn't exist.
1: Yes, it's in its own weird universe. Yeah. Uh, you know who it reminded me of the filmmaking style of is. Uh, longtime listeners will recognize the name hopefully at least we had them in studio and that chris st croix with his last segment of their trilogy uh where the guy was fucking a vcr yeah it had this weird <laughs> own like you know it had its own weird uh aesthetic and its own kind of weird universe this lives in its own weird universe and has that kind of oddly dirty but clean kind of aesthetic okay.
0: which is impressive really when you think, think about so. it whenever you think about like the other project to this guy's uh, the, the other project that this guy has been attached with um, this is like a relatively fleshed out universe. I mean, there's there are multiple characters. Some that are here for a scene, some that are here for multiple scenes. But they all feel interconnected to me. In that regard, it felt kind of like um, Jason Krawczyk's "He Never Died." Oh, we kind of have like this these crime syndicates going along. You've got this one guy that's kind of stuck in the middle of it all in um, this universe that feels like you're part of something much much more. But you're only really getting a slice of that. A uh, residue kind of gave me that same vibe. Not as not to the success of he never died, um, but same vibe
1: weird that you have, in my opinion, a lot of shitty dialogue, followed by often moments of interesting acting, yeah, like you kind of somehow elevated this shitty dialogue to the point where I'm like, that's a stupid fucking line, but I'm kind of okay with it based on the way you delivered it,
0: <laughs> yeah, and some other like genuinely like sweet moments peppered throughout the movie. My favorite
1: is, and is slight spoiler is um. When he gives the girlfriend, the the, the lesbian girlfriend, the talk. Yeah, Yeah. the boyfriend talk. That was beautiful. I'm like, what a great moment. You don't see that in any, at least I've never seen that in any cinema where... Like the same-sex couple gets the same talk as right. you would with the uh, the, the quote-unquote boyfriend talk. I loved it. I did too. And he makes no big
0: deal about it. He's right. like, no, no, I don't give a fuck, but you're gonna get this talk. Right, because she's about to get stressed out. Like, oh my god, this is gonna be so. Yeah, weird. you're gonna be a bigot about and things. Like, what are your intentions with my daughter? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you have to sit that close to do that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was fantastic. It's, it's great. Um, and it was little things like that that made this movie seem like so much more than what it really is. Or maybe it is all of those things that we think it isn't.
1: Like, I don't know. I don't think it is though. That's what. I'm, that's what it's so weird. Like I think it's a, I think at its core, it's a piece of garbage. But somehow, some way, it's wrapped up in all these beautiful things that it somehow entertained me and made me not mad
0: because the acting is pretty good. It's mostly good. The effects are pretty good. Uh, even like the like uh, oftentimes with uh, low budget um, action scenes, like like the shaky cam, like they don't really understand how to do that, right. so action looks really, really bad. Um, there's like a full-blown fight scene in this movie that's actually shot really, really well. It's it's not bad. Um, And and it's downright fucking funny at times, like the way some of that fight scene, whenever you think like your your protection are professional wrestlers by trade, (laughs) like the fight scene goes in a way that you might expect. Um, it, it, it it had me literally laughing out loud at some moments. Yeah, it's
1: got some funny moments. It's got uh, the dude, M- Matt Frewer, from uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. He was the neighbor of the original. Holy shit, I didn't realize that yeah, was Yeah,
0: so I, I'm always,
1: uh, for some reason, I always love seeing that guy. Uh, like, childhood memories, I guess. Yeah. He also has recently done uh, the voice of the bishop in the Castlevania Netflix series. Interesting. Um, But he's in here. There's a really impressive uh, prosthetic thing done with him later. <laughs> yeah. And it just keeps happening. You're like, and it's so funny. And You're like, the fuck is going on right <laughs> now, man? But uh, you can clearly tell it's a, uh, it's a, some kind of rubber prosthetic. Sure, but uh,
0: but that's the point. Yeah, yeah. But it's really at the same time, fucking impressive. Yeah, really impressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess all that to say that, like, all of this shit that's going on in this universe and all of the things that these characters are doing are really infinitely more interesting and palpable. Than what the movie actually wants you to be focused on.
1: I think that's the problem. I think the movie could have used a little more focus. Uh, like kind of pick a lane to go in. Uh, we we can do multiple lanes, but we don't have to do all these lanes because I think it gets a little fuzzy because the start of the movie is not the same movie we got at the end. Like that whole you know battle scene that you're yeah. talking about the fight scene. Okay, that's a that's a type of movie, yeah. and then we shift drastically away from that type of movie, and then we kind of start to get more in this horror film kind of thing. And I do think they were kind of working with something interesting with this whole book and this whatever the book was doing. I agree. I just wanted to explore that maybe a little more. Let's cut some of these other things and let's go into that a little more because there's almost this weird martyrs vibe with the uh, with the uh, other mob boss kind of guy. That's, yeah. He's wanting something
0: from this. This is all kind of an experiment in a way.
1: Right, yeah. But I don't know what the fuck it is. It's, there's no tidbits to let me know.
0: Not really. Like, uh, I want to know so much more. And that makes you think two things. Either like, this movie. Oh, God oh, damn. The, God damn. You're, the you're voice of, of Satan. Satan. Did, you, <laughs> did, you, did you read the book? Or are you reading the book? Uh, it makes you wonder like one of two things. Like, it, is there so much more going on to this that like we we just have like this hunger for more? Or does, like, maybe is this one of the situations, like, even the filmmaker doesn't really know. Right. And Intentionally like, doesn't again, know. Again, like, we're just, like, getting this this these this sort of unfinished thoughts out there. Because a lot of times that's kind of what it feels like, just, like, in a really
1: entertaining way. And see, that's part of why I think it's a little indulgent as well. It's like, let's just do that thing because we can. Let's do this thing in the closet because we can. Fuck it. Right? Yeah. Uh, it, it'll be cool. And granted, it, it is cool. Yeah.
0: You're not wrong.
1: <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. That's all. Yeah.
0: Yeah. um So, Yeah. What do you, what do you think? Cause I think this will be an interesting one for recommendations because again, it's going to be so hard. Dude. I don't think a lot of people have seen this one. I don't think it's on many people's radar at all. And that's a lot of what, uh, from what I hear from listeners and readers all the time, like people, people really, uh, appreciate some of the movies that we turn people on to. So is this, is this one worth seeking out?
1: Uh, you got to tread carefully on this one. I think because there's going to be a lot of people who hate this kind of movie I'm tr- I wish I could think of some movies that people might have seen that I could be like, okay, if you like that, you would like this. But all the other films that I can think of are other films that people haven't seen, like Call Girl of Cthulhu. If you yeah. like Call Girl, you, you're going to enjoy this to yeah. so some level. Maybe not that same level, but at some level. Not
0: as schlocky as Call Girl, right. but yeah. But I don't think anybody's seen that one either. Yeah. Like, I, uh, you know, I don't know, man. Like, like in my core, and, it, and it, it's 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 a much better movie. But I think that if you were into He Never Died, I feel like you're really going to be into this too. If if you if if, if He Never Died was like more of a B movie, like I believe like you you would be into this.
1: Maybe, maybe. There's definitely a, an audience for this and I think that audience just needs to be able to find this and then they'll go they'll, they will they will go crazy over it. It's just a matter well, of them
0: finding it. Well, there's 57 motherfuckers on the IMDb. that are Yeah, I think, going I think crazy. I'm looking
1: at it wrong. I don't think it's that many. I think oh, I looked at it wrong okay. I was somewhere else. That
0: would know. be mind blowing. It, it would be mind blowing. I think it's closer to nine. <laughs> that makes that's the entire cast and crew <laughs> right there. So. They all their moms. They're all their moms. <laughs> went. No, but fuck it. I mean, that's that happens with things like this. So I, I'm um, I do think it deserves more eyes. I think you're kind of pussyfooting around it. But I, I I, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to recommend. Uh, just because I think it's fun. I think it's well executed. And more importantly, like, it surprised the shit out of me. Like, it, it's not often that I expect something to be, like, shit. And it being, like, slightly, like, sometimes I expect shit. And I was like, oh, well, that was, like, that was cool. Or, like, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like, I had a legitimately good time with Residue.
1: Okay. It's it's a neo-noir kind of thing. Like, he's it's done in that kind of very detective, like, you know, March Seventh, blah, there's blah, blah, blah. a narrator, like, right? Yeah, so if you're into that kind of thing, it'd be cool. Let just let me let you know it goes into like this action thing, it gets out of that, it goes into this weird, almost kind of comedic kind of thing, yeah, kind of gets out of that, then it kind of goes into a horror thing, and yeah. then it's like this weird, I don't know what the fuck's going on very large, something's for happening, yeah. yeah, and then the movie ends. It's a very quick, very well paced out movie, sure. So if you do go down this route, you're not going to be disappointed. Um, uh, I guess. I'm still hesitant to say residue. Mm. I kind of want to go resident, but I will say this. Uh, this is going to throw some people for a loop. I actually enjoyed this a lot more than I enjoyed my time with The Void.
0: Yeah. I know that's going to be very divisive. but very I, divisive. I, I agree with you on and that. And
1: that's not to say this is a better movie than The Void. Yeah. I don't want that to be confused. Or
0: even really the same type of movie no. in any way, shape, or form.
1: And that's where I start to get contradictory on myself. Yeah. Not a good movie, I don't think. But somehow very entertaining. Yeah. So if that sounds like, if you're okay with watching a movie that's not necessarily a good movie, but you will be entertained at some level, yeah. I just can't imagine you won't be, then I will say then yes, you are prepared to
0: residue. And you know what? I think this would be like a prime candidate uh, for that Facebook community that we've got going on to where we can just watch the movie and just fucking talk. Yeah. Be like, hey, I think it's doing this, I think it's doing that. Because I think there's a lot of stuff in here that maybe we're missing. Maybe other, you know it, it helps to get a fresh look from a different set sure. of eyeballs. Um, so you know, again, I, if entertainment is your goal, I don't think you're going to be let down. Um, if like you're looking for some sort of like barrier breaking, genre bending piece of cinema, absolutely not. <laughs> um, but this was this was fun.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the right way. So you just kind of pick what you want. If you want entertainment, residue. If you want good movie, residue don't. Sure. I'm fa- I think that's fair. That's very fair. Yeah.
0: All right. Okay. So I feel we're gonna- good about that. Me too. Residue. <laughs> residue. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and uh, we, the the rural eye. Oh, okay. Uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, take our next break. Whenever we get back, we're going to answer a couple of questions, maybe touch on a topic or two. Uh, don't really know how it's going to go, but we're going to get into that. Dip the fuck out. As soon as we get back, after this, right <laughs> Jacob so here we are at roughly an hour and 13 minutes into the show uh, I think it's safe to say that we're probably not gonna have a game uh, this week so we're probably just gonna polish off the episode with uh, a couple of questions yep. and a, sort of a question slash topic of discussion Correct.
1: people I mean maybe not everybody but a lot of people seem to enjoy when we do this so yeah uh, you, you know if you just give me the games all the time this can't always be
0: about you I'm sorry And, you know, if you want more games, then uh, ask for
1: them. There you go, too. We
0: we basically only do what you guys tell us to do. (laughs) It's as simple as that.
1: (laughs) We're just trained monkeys. And uh, send more whiskey, because I'm out of whiskey, so I can't play the game.
0: Oh, no. That's true. That's true.
1: I could go downstairs, but fuck that.
0: You know, someone did ask. I forget who it was. And it's a shame, because I feel like they're a frequent tweeter. But they were like, uh, when are you guys going to start getting really drunk in the last segment? Oh, again? I saw that. And I was like, I just don't think you understand how much that takes out of us. <laughs> it's
1: rough, <laughs> and The livers don't recover as well. I tell you when we will absolutely 100% start doing that again. And if that ever this ever becomes a full-time job, then by all means, that's what we will fucking oh, do.
0: for sure. And if, if, until then, though. If we drink for the people, then. <laughs> for the, For us. the people, that's yeah. right. Uh, but until then, uh, got to get home tonight. Got to get <laughs> right. home tonight. It's a really long Uber to get back to where I live. Oh, God. I couldn't even imagine that bill. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, we, we're we going to kind of double dip, which we don't normally do with our Ask Modern Horror segments. But uh, we had a new listener uh, pop in, I don't know, a few weeks ago at yeah, this point. a few point, weeks. Uh, by the name of Matt Marble. So Matt Marble from Facebook. This one's for you, buddy. Uh, First question is, have you ever had someone in public at a non-horror event notice you?
1: I mean, this is a hell of a uh, question, and it makes me slightly uncomfortable because, I don't know, all that kind of stuff makes me uncomfortable. This pseudo-internet celebrity kind of nonsense (laughs) makes me uncomfortable. Like, I don't even like saying the word, like fans when we talk about people who listen to the show Uh, yeah it makes me feel weird it gives like yeah because it skews the relationship i think i Uh, like
0: readers slash listeners yeah viewers
1: absolutely like uh, yeah you feel me that it just doesn't feel right right um also like a prick yeah yeah and so like thinking about this question it's like makes me feel kind of dirty luckily i don't go out enough to be recognized enough Same, not that anybody would be there but i have had it happen sort of semi once uh we were out drinking at this uh this really cool place, had a shit ton of whiskey, so it's my kind of jam, right? I'm drinking whiskey till my face falls off. And then in comes Chris and Barrett from Cinema Sins and Music Video Sins, also yeah. the Sincast. Good people. And I was like, yeah, what's up, dudes? I was like, well, let's let's start drinking even more. And they had a friend with them, uh, and I don't think he'll mind me telling the story. Jonathan, who we had on the show once upon a time. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, Jonathan really likes your show. And I was like, look, guys, you ain't got to be nice about this, okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> don't yeah, me, like, Don't pander me, No, Let's just have a drinks so and let's not be like that. You guys are so big, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I was, I was kind of like, all right, fuck off a little bit. And they're like, no, no, he really does. So I was like, all right, fuck it. So I started talking to him. Motherfucker did know the show, and I was like, I'd be goddamn. So uh, that's how I met uh, Jonathan. that's how he ended up coming on the
0: show. That's awesome. Yeah, I uh, I don't. So most of the events that I put myself in, uh, outside of you know horror events or just with my friends, I I'm like you, man. I don't really get out too yeah, much. Yeah, you have to go out to get recognized. Yeah, and whenever I do go out, it's usually a very different Luke Rodriguez than the people here know and love, right? Or hate,
1: um, <laughs> as the case may be.
0: Yeah. So not too many people. Not not very much overlapping crowds. The places that I go to away from here.
1: And it's weird too because like our. You know, listener reader base is a lot of places that aren't Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. there's not a lot here.
0: Yeah. I mean, I look at, uh, like, the stuff that we do, you know, uh, on Instagram and uh, demographics from, you know, Twitter and Facebook and all that social shit. And a lot of it's out west, man. I, I just yeah. never really go out west. So man, who knows? Maybe next, the first time we go to LA, maybe we'll, uh, Maybe we'll meet meet a person or two that that knows who the fuck what we are. What
1: blows my mind is that, statistically, based on what I see on the numbers, we would be more likely to be recognized in Australia than we are in our own backyard. No,
0: that is, that is fucking <laughs> legit. Yeah, absolutely. So, so there are infinitely more people in Australia that listen to the show than in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that's what that's, that's fact. That's numbers. That's just yeah. how the numbers that's work. That's just how the numbers work. <laughs> um, the only time that I met anyone that even did recognize me was at the Knoxville horror film festival. I know this was a, I, I obviously at a horror event. Um, but this was like a, you know, crazy fucking dude like comes up behind me. He's, he's, just, he's basically blowing me at that point. Like, Oh, I love you. How much do you do? Yeah. You you uh, now he makes YouTube videos for us. His yeah. name's Alex Stinger.
1: I mean, it was a good blowjob. Got him a job. <laughs> That's how you make it to the top, ladies and gentlemen. Sometimes.
0: Uh, no, but I mean, that—that that, I mean, he—he he, Alex obviously fucking fantastic. Uh, and uh, while we're on the top of Alex, yeah, let's, um, let's
1: get on that topic.
0: He was unable to release a video on YouTube last week because of my fault. Um, oh. that problem has now been rectified and the weekly YouTube video reviews are going to be back in action ASAP.
1: It's so nice to not, on a side here on that, to not have to think about that and not have to worry about that for the most part. Oh, absolutely. Like he just, he just does it
0: and poof, there it is. Ah, problem solved. Fantastic. Yeah. That's, that's what we want in our lives. That's all we need. Yeah. And frankly, I mean, it's not like those videos are doing like gangbusters numbers over there, but some of them um some of the video review stuff get more hits on the video than like the written review does on the website so like it all balances out and evens absolutely. out absolutely i mean so yeah. thanks alex yeah good job buddy thanks for saying hello at that uh conference and blowing yeah and, yeah obviously
1: <laughs> that went without saying yeah all right what was the uh next part i think we had another part right
0: yeah so second question also from matt Marble, m&m if you will oh shit uh, m squared perhaps i don't know we'll, we'll workshop <laughs> we'll work yeah. on it uh if any movie horror or not needed a remake which one would you choose far away far away luke mm. so this one was really hard for me a because i didn't do too much pre-planning shocker yeah. <laughs> <my dad. laughs> what um but i also kind of feel like it's a cop out okay but not really and i know when you say any movie like mr marble did in all caps like i've got Infinite amounts of cinema to go to, go to but decades on decades I know, on decades. But I just couldn't really. I don't have to. Who's got time for that? Really? For sure. Not not me. Um, so the first thing I could think of is something, and I don't know why this was the theme that I went to immediately. Fair. Um, but it was like, what? Why does it have to be an old movie? Sure. Like maybe it's a movie that just got it wrong. Maybe it's a movie that uh, I thought could be really good, um, but it just needs that remake to fucking do it better. A um, little oomph But I didn't do that Oh fair uh, That was my first thought process Okay though. uh, Second process is What about a foreign movie That I wish more people Could get exposure yeah, you're to
1: You're doing the usual Hollywood thing Let me take this foreign thing And yeah. make it English
0: uh, This is this is all business Over here Just
1: business as used uh, So
0: then I thought about A movie coming out of Turkey That I, I think it finally Has a release date now Okay Maybe in the United States uh, but it's called NACI, N-A-C-I-Y-E. Oh, uh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, it was really, really good. It was probably the closest thing to, like, a Turkish inside that you'll ever see. Um, Has Had some good little violence there to it. Uh, I just don't think it's going to get a lot of exposure. I believe if they remade that movie to uh, target more uh, a more targeted group of, you know, English-speaking genre fans, I feel like it would do really well. How old is that movie? Uh, like two years, maybe. Okay. Okay, it's one of
1: those weird ones where I can't. My brain doesn't remember if it's, like, super recent or if it's, like, early 2000s kind of thing,
0: you know? Oh, no. I mean, that, that was a festival. That was that was at a point. That came out in a point in the modern horror's life where we were actually getting screeners for festival movies. Yeah. So, within the last one or two years.
1: My, my brain don't give a
0: fuck about that. It can't remember shit,
1: dude. <laughs> it can't remember hardly what we did at the beginning of the year. That's true. So, my remakes, uh, once again, I also didn't put a lot of thought into it. I just kind of wanted to go with, like what Were the first couple things that came to mind like that just instant yeah. hit me kind of thing? Because I could probably come up with some betters if I thought about it, but there's some kind of charm to just like weird guttural reactions. I like it. And the very first one I thought I would be, uh, it would be poor of me to not mention the one I mentioned in the news feed, which was Graveyard Shift. Oh, yeah, from yeah. Stephen King, uh. Cause there's a weird like nineties charm to that one that I, uh, I enjoy the weird big gigantic bat creature. It doesn't look great, but the idea of it, it's fun. I yeah. think if you were to uh, revisit that with what we have available and now, like we talked about that, now that King is fucking just all over the place and we're actually getting good Stephen King, you know, cinema one, why, why not graveyard shift? Why not? Yeah. And then I thought, let me do one that's just for me, that I thought would be fun. Maybe no one else is on board with me, but fuck it. This is about me, not about you. And I thought, let's let's remake Willow. I need a new Mad Mardigan. Wait, like the, the, the
0: Midget Knights? Well, <laughs> the... is, it, is that the right one? <laughs> well, there are midgets in it, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> the Midget Knights. I love it. You know, it had Val Kilmer in it. He was the swordman, Mad Mardigan. Man, so I, I'm almost positive my brother used to, my older brother used to watch that day in and day. Uh, out. I bet he
1: did because he's in the comic books and oh, shit. He was sure. this was this was his thing. But man, all, all I remember sure.
0: are dwarfs. Well, that's well, a, yeah, that's all I remember. Because there's
1: a lot of little people there, and then they had little little, little brownies, a little two pygmy and guys, Val Kilmer and Val Kilmer. So I don't remember Val Kilmer. Uh, well, you got to go back and watch it, man. Matt Mardigan. I will not the greatest swordman that ever lived. I mean, I'm not arguing. See, with you. Well, there we go, I, dude. You know what would it be a dope remake. Please, please tell me. Mel
0: Gibson's Maverick, maybe. Maybe I'm not. I'm not so sure. If I'm on board with you. The like, Western and stuff yeah, coming back now. Maybe a, like a grittier, just gunslinging. Came back hard at me though. I was expecting something a little more like, <laughs> you know, like a like a grittier. Like he's just a, he's a showman, you know. I mean, I feel womanizing Mel Gibbs, you know. I mean, I like
1: Mel, Gibson. but gritty as
0: fuck. <laughs> but
1: gritty as fuck. Fair, fair. I mean, I feel like
0: we could do this all day long though. Like, what if we just make this a whole other thing? Like, what if? These other movies were actually horror movies. Like, what would you want to see remade as a horror movie? Oh, God. There's a ton of things you can do that way. Most of mine are Mel Gibson movies. <laughs> That's called Mel's, Mel Gibson's life. Poor, poor like fucking what God. women want as a horror movie? That's God. fucked up. Damn. Like, you can read their brains and know, like, what, what, they, what they're thinking, so you get them back in your house, and you just wreck that shit. I, damn. That's man. dark shit, right? Hey, Isn't there, like, some kind of copyright rule? Like, if you say
1: it, you have, like, certain kind of rules, like, uh, ownership of it. So like, I think you're thinking of the, uh, like, he who
0: smelt it, dealt it.
1: Well, that's also a rule. That's also a rule. I, I don't know what kind of legal presence that rule has, though. Like,
0: <laughs> I'm sure it would hold up in a court of law. Yeah. Like it,
1: that one, I think, only you know elevators and shit. That's the only Statute that of it. limitations. <laughs> if you're in a crowded area, it doesn't count. All right. Yeah, I'm done. I, that's all my remakes I can think of.
0: Okay. Well, I think we've got something here with these Mel Gibson reboots. I bet we do, right? I bet we do. Just saying. All right, let's go. Uh, and then we're going to... Finish up with our boy at hit Him 20 on Twitter. He says, what does he say? And I quote, all right, he says a lot of shit, but what does he say this time? He does say, he just pops off of the mouth all the time. <laughs> just popping. Um, I would love to hear you guys discuss how women have been at the forefront of the genre for decades in all caps. Uh, while movies like wonder woman get all the praise for having a film female lead. Now this, I think this is something that both of us have probably thought about internally for a while, and something I've actually heard your wife Emily talk about before, like how yeah. how like uh, prevalent you know women are in this genre more than really anything else. I think I just saw like an article not long ago. That broke down like the dialogue and speaking parts of like women in like in every other genre, and like horror is far and away like the top. Like the bar graph don't even look right. Yeah, like right?
1: It, like it's not even fair. It's yeah, it's funny that this this question came about when it did because I it was either today, yesterday, sometime in this week. Had just heard like a mainstream media thing I'm, was praising. I hell it might have been on NPR. Was talking about like how you know, Hollywood's got s- so many more roles for females now with, like, you know, lead roles and s- lead speaking roles and director things, blah, 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 and how it was so great. And I'm like, yeah, it is good, but it's so kind of... And it's this thing where, like, you look at statistics and, you- and you're and you picking and choosing your cherry-picking. Social media is the sure, worst sure. about this. They don't take time to understand how statistics can work. Because he's right, the horror channel has been doing that since the beginning, almost, really, when you think about it. Like, this is... This is what we fucking do. There's the final girl, right? Like, yeah. when you watch a movie with a, uh, you know, a lead actress, you basically expect that one of those women are going to be the survivor. Dudes, right. sorry about your luck, dude. You're yeah, all done. You're going
0: to be with that woman or girl or whatever right. from the opening scene to the final scene. She's going to be with this. All this whole world revolves around this woman. Um. So, yeah, she's going to speak more. She's going to be seen more. She's going to do more. She's going to impact more than anyone else in the movie. Uh, and that's just like one of the like founding fathered rules of, of horror <laughs> like you know like, we didn't make this shit up but like somewhere down the line like that's just the way it became and it's one of these weird tropes that everyone
1: loves in the genre for the most part we're all kind of okay with that and we kind of like it it's it's comfortable we're like
0: yeah let's have that and even when you flip that trope now in a movie that like we talked about uh maybe last week maybe 2 weeks ago but uh the night of the virgin where like all of that's kind of shifted on its head well, you still get a female as like a bad bitch in the as your antagonist, right? right. So, like, she's still like killing, she's killing shit. Like, it's awesome. <laughs>
1: yeah, and in and in that kind of situation, the woman is still somewhat dictating how the trope works.
0: Now, I, I think reasonable minds could disagree and say that um, maybe like a movie like Wonder Woman means more. Because it's not—it's not gratuitous. It's not gross. It's not demeaning per se. Um, you know, she's she's a superhero. You know, it it means more for little girls. Like, what, what do you think?
1: I, no, and that's a that's a great argument. And I would uh, I would appreciate if arguments were framed at such nature. You know, like nuance matters in all these things. Like we as you know, culture, especially in the tumultuous times that the U.S. is in right now. Uh, I was just thinking about this earlier today. Like words have lost some meaning to me when I see them thrown at people that shouldn't have lost meaning. Like things like racist and okay. misogynist and a uh, cuck and you yeah. know just weird things like that. Snowflake. Like these words shouldn't ha- be meaningless to me when I see them now, but they're just yeah. thrown around so willy nilly. It's like yeah, when we talk about Wonder Woman, let's classify it as like not just suddenly like oh, finally we have a woman role model. No, we have a non maybe gratuitous kind of woman role model. The one that's. Better for little children. I just think it's important. I I know that maybe sound like I'm being a whiny pandemic bitch, but I I, I think that matters.
0: No, I mean it does matter. And, and like, trust me, like whenever everyone lost their fucking minds over like the like, screening I, of it. Yeah, like I swear to God, like I'm not making this up. I, I really am not uh, to try to make myself seem cool or in touch. You're or, not or, or, white knighting. Or, or, as,
1: they, yeah. as the kids say.
0: Like I swear to God, I'm not doing that. Like whenever I saw that on Twitter, like they were doing like an all female screening of Wonder Woman, my first thought literally was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, like I didn't think anything of it, and then like you guys were talking about it on Slack and all this like this crazy shit that had popped off. That I'm just kind of section like because I've got rules in my Twitter, like I block out certain wor- words, <laughs> I like I wanted you. it to be a pleasant experience. Sure, so I, I just don't see a lot. I don't I wouldn't get exposed to a lot of that stuff. But then to find out like guys are literally shooting their pants over this stuff. Like we couldn't have like an all male stuff like. You probably could like anyone want to champion it and try it out or you just just, want to bitch about it. Just try it. it.
1: That's the thing. Just try it. If everybody complains then maybe you have an argument for it, but uh, if they don't, then just, yeah, like you say, shut up. Cause my first thought when I saw that was like, that's a really fuck. And this is maybe where my brain sits on these kind of things was like, that's a really clever marketing tactic. That's what my brain went to, you know? Like, yeah. Brilliant. Well, that too. Brilliant. You know? Yeah. And then it became something other than that. I'm like, why, why can't it just be that? Like, like, and it would have been different if. If you couldn't get tickets to it as a male? Right. You can. Just not that one. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah, go go next door. <laughs> right. Fuck right, it, dude. Fuck, fuck it. it whatever. Whatever. I don't care. Whatever, man. Uh
0: yeah, it was just crazy, man. So I like I that that shit doesn't it doesn't register in my brain the same way as it does someone else. Like sure. my, my girlfriend is uh I she considers herself to be a quote unquote feminist a f- Feminist? feminist sure. like, Femin- like feminist a feminist but for girl shit. You right. <laughs>
1: Do you have to get a PhD in that? Or yeah, well, I think she has one, okay. if it anyone seems does.
0: Seems fair. Um, and, like, I, I I'll give her a hard time about shit all the time, but, like, I do understand right. where they come from. I do think a lot of this shit gets overblown and gets sensationalized by media and stuff. Like, I don't think that everything that is presented as, like, this big fucking catastrophic, like, uh, tidal wave that's just about to impact the beach and destroy everything, like... I think that shit gets overblown all the time. Right. I think if me
1: and you were to take a survey, like a just unbiased kind of survey, I think we would both end up being "quote unquote" feminist. But I don't think either me or you would want to to like throw our lot in with that yeah. because it's so extreme at times. Like yeah. me and you don't like that that like that feeling of being with extremists
0: yeah like I, and that's a great way to put it like like i don't want to be like like there's a lot of muslims out there too i bet they don't want to be known as muslim extremists <laughs> yeah, exactly, like, because exactly. no one no one wants to be an extremist <laughs> you know <laughs> absolutely like, man fuck that um but i do think like I, I do sympathize with it and i do think it's important like when something like wonder woman happens like i get that that's cool fuck yeah that's awesome yeah um but i i also think like you know, as much as female, because uh, again, like your final girl in horror movies, typically they're gonna be like your, your good girl. You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of the rule as well. Like watch Leslie Vernon; it's all explained there. <laughs> it's um, the rules of life. Yeah. So, but you've also always got like the slutty chick that's in there. Yeah. You've always got these other tropes that like maybe women aren't painted in the best light there. Sure. But neither were dudes. No, nah. like you've always got the asshole jock guy, nah. the bully, stupid stoner or drunk, the stoners, the nerds, like ev- every every personality is like cranked to eleven on there. Like any walk of life you can possibly have in horror is always going to get cranked up, uh, and usually like the good girl survivor girl that has the most lines than anybody else, she's going to like the most down to earth, like realistic person that there is in that scenario. Uh, which is right. which is why she survives, the only one that's close to life.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and another thing too on this whole thing, and I just. And I think it's the way it's presented by the mainstream media that I wish we'd kind of get toned back because I don't want to underplay the importance of some of these mainstream female roles. But I think it's also unfair to, like, the female directors in the horror genre that suddenly, you know, if there's going to be a mainstream movie where there's a female director. Suddenly now she's like the trailblazer. She's like the one of the kind. Like, why can't, you know, the Jennifer Kent or something be... Like I, you know, she's yeah. not fair. Cause she did get a lot of hype, but there's plenty of others, you know,
0: Karen Kusuma, yeah, there what, you go, whatever. whatever, all those uh, several Megan did an awesome piece for women in horror month this past year about these, these, these awesome up and coming ladies in horror that do really, really good shit. Um, I don't know. I, I think,
1: and I think a lot of it is because of the genre they chose. I think they don't get recognition because they've chosen this genre. No,
0: I mean, I think you're right. Or maybe it is that like, it just seems, maybe it seems kind of natural to, to those of us that are in the genre, where we're not thinking like, oh, this badass movie directed by this woman. Can you believe this just directed by a woman? It was written by a woman. Can you believe it? Uh, so it's because we see it all the fucking time, yeah, really. I
1: wish I could remember where this article was, or maybe it's some comments on an article. But it was literally people being shocked that a woman had directed this horror film that had like grotesque shit in there. It's like can can she not have
0: grotesque shit? Like right. what is this? this is can insane. she not have like perverse thoughts and <laughs> <Right>. shit? Like <laughs> right. like because she's a woman, she can't she can't be twisted to shit. Right. Come on now. Come on now. Please. And I, I think we just uh, I think we take for granted. I really do. Um, because I, again, like I try to I try not to pay attention to uh, so much of that shit. But I think I, I truly take for granted the amount of just like despicable people there are out in the world. Oh yeah. And whenever something exciting happens for a certain segment of anyone. I don't care if it's women or Hispanics or or whoever, Like I do not care. Um, I think, I think there's reason to celebrate, like celebrate life's little victories. Like that's, that's fine. It's okay. Um, You know, just maybe it's not as big a deal as everyone might think it is. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Maybe just maybe there's a smaller subsect of people that have been doing it that way the entire time. (laughs) Definitely. And once
1: again, I I, I feel bad for women because I don't think in the genre, at least they're going to get, uh from the general population they're not going to get their uh, congratulations until unfortunately someone else you know brings the genre up to the forefront for them a la like a jordan peele i mean i think that's yeah. just the way it's going to be it's going to have to be a male but a minority s- type of male to elevate the genre and then suddenly maybe uh mainstream can be like oh yeah look there's a lot of women doing some really cool shit over here. Maybe yeah. we should take
0: notice. Well, it was like whenever the whole, like, Oscar's so white thing was going on and, and, right. and, and like, turn it around and then Jamie Foxx won an Oscar and he was like, act better. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> like, sure. Like, like, I mean, sometimes that's the case, right? Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm and, and this, this could be a, a whole nother conversation in and of itself. But, like, uh, it was a big deal whenever they couldn't, like, n- no female director has ever directed a Star Wars movie, right? Right. Um, well, what you have to understand is, like, they're going after the best of the best of the best of the fucking best. And just statistically, that's probably going to be a man. Like, right. and, and, and whether it's right or it's wrong, like, social influences, uh, more more often than not, will, will steer men and women down different career paths. Oh, for sure. And now more than ever, those are crisscrossing all over the place. But there's just so much more history and legacy and experience on the other side of these, these people that are just more – prepared to do that
1: well that's an interesting point too because the entertainment business doesn't work like normal business so it's not fair to apply uh normal business thought processes to entertainment because it's all about making money so like if such and such is going to make me more money then obviously they're going to get paid more or i'm going to hire them first it's like i remember when jennifer lawrence was complaining or maybe she wasn't complaining maybe people were complaining for her which is more likely the case (laughs) much more likely Uh, yeah that, you know, like her male co-star, whoever the fuck it was, uh, was going to make more money. Well, they're the bigger draw at the case. And then she was in another film, and she ended up being the highest draw. It just depends
0: on who your co-stars
1: are and right. who's going to... And like, what who your history has best. been, because right. that, by that
0: point, Jennifer Lawrence is the big shit now, so she's going to get make more than whoever else.
1: And for all I know, women directors don't want to fuck with Star Wars because they want to go do some creative shit. Because I just feel like a lot of times women directors want to do more creative shit than what
0: maybe a star Wars kind of movie will allow them. And I'm not saying that it's right or wrong or fair or anything like that. I'm just saying that like, you know, if you have a really talented up and coming, you know, female director or JJ Abrams, probably going to take JJ Abrams because of all the name recognition that he brings along, all that other stuff. There's just not really too many, again, for right or wrong, for better or worse, there aren't too many um, mirror. uh, There aren't too many people to, to compare like the elite of the elite right. in Hollywood directing, they don't have very many rivals. And, and rivals probably is a negative conversation word to, to use, but they don't have very many equals. Equals is even a worse word to use. For but sure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: here's the thing like, it's all artists doing artists, artistic shit. Yeah. Let artists do what they fucking want to do, and either you want it or you don't want it. But at the end of the day, just let artists be artists. Because I remember uh, it wasn't that long ago, I can't think of her name now. Uh, she was one of the ladies who did uh, Elizabeth Banks. I think's who it was who did uh, the uh, what was the singing movies. Fuck, I, I, it'll hit me later. It's the acapella movies with all the women and stuff. Oh, I, she won some kind I of sure weird award and just pitch perfect. Oh, it came you. to me. Um, she won some kind of award and decided she was going to go off on Steven Spielberg for some reason about not having like a. Uh, <laughs> any, he never directed any movie that had a female role, and some people were some people were clapping. They clearly didn't know. And then a couple people in the crowd were like, uh, the color purple and some other shit. And they were like, yeah, like several. Yeah. She was like, oh, he didn't direct that. Did he? Well, it turns out kind of did. It's like, you know, just calm down. Even if Spielberg hadn't let Spielberg make the weird eighties nostalgia movies that he wants to fucking make and call it a day. You make, you make the more creative movies.
0: Yeah. Like, like, I don't think I should have to, and, and we're, we're way off their tracks on on this point. We are, but, but it's an interesting topic. Yeah. So let, let's say that I'm writing a movie, right? Like, or, you need to be. Or you and I are writing a movie We, we should be as well. We're going to write what the fuck we want to write. You know? For sure. And I don't think, I, I think it would be kind of fucked up if like we were done and we're like, yeah, we've got these awesome characters, right? They they relate to us to represent what we, the story that we want to tell, right? Correct. But we probably need to make one of them a girl. uh, mm-hmm. f- Like, well, that wasn't the way that it was meant to be, you know? So now like you're forcing, you're forcing me and not, not. This hypothetical fucking person or studio or, or, or social influence has forced me to make some a women a woman character just to prove that I don't hate women, right? You know, like I obviously don't fucking hate women. I just wasn't there when I was whenever I was writing this story. It's
1: so crazy that that's the way the society wants to work, though, because that's the same shit that happened with Jordan Peele once again with Get Out. Yeah, like there wasn't some you know good guy white character yeah so you hate you hate white people so yeah clearly he hates white people well no he doesn't he just wanted to make a movie where the black people were all like the victors you know like the the, our heroes and that was
0: his creative uh freedom to do so right so either you go buy it or you don't like he doesn't hate white people yeah or (laughs) his wife's (laughs) like come on (laughs) or you make a movie like where the white people hate all the black people (laughs) yeah
1: i mean it's gonna be controversial for sure but i promise there's a subset of society that will pay for it (laughs) guaranteed (laughs) guaranteed
0: (laughs) Uh, So, I I don't know, man. I do think that, uh, per usual, uh, which was what I think KidM20 is getting at here, per usual, uh, horror continues to be on the forefront of this shit, Uh, very much in the same way that Get Out tackles race. Like, we're just, and we've said this time and time again, like, we're able to do things in this genre that probably mean more, at least to those of us that are inside of it, than it does from people that are watching the outside. Because to them, it's just splatter fast, this, that, and the other, nudity, but beneath all that shit, are, are we're, we're tackling real world shit down here, and that starts with from the ground up, from the people that are making the movies, that are starring them, that are writing them, who are producing them, who are releasing them. Like I can't tell you how many people I see now, um, more so than ever, like really successful women producers in horror. Oh yeah, uh, they're, sure. they're, they're everywhere, you know, uh, because I believe it's something that you know if you're a financially stable you know woman you probably see a lot in this genre that you like you know <laughs> that you want to get behind and throw some dollars at so i i think it's a really great time to 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 be a woman in horror i mean you have your own fucking month and everything For i mean sure i think it's it's well respected and it means something out of here and unfortunately the rest of the world just isn't like that yet just uh, not
1: on it and, uh, you bring up a great point and uh, that's why we champion modern horror so much is sure. because it does do these more interesting things we we Kind of had this pseudo-conversation with uh, the horror scouts about, you know, they're really into the old-school horror, and we're not so much. And I think it's because the old-school horror was about, like, scary and being monsters and stuff like that. But, like, modern horror has evolved into something very different, where you do explore these uh, interesting societal topics. Maybe it is in a weird, gory kind of way or some outlandish thing, but... uh, I don't know, there's just a little something extra there that
0: wasn't there in the well, past. Even as stupid, something as stupid as Belko experiment, right? Yeah, where yeah. like you're very much just personifying the fucking office hierarchy, the corporate the, ladder. Yeah, like literally the corporate ladder, but in this like battle royale format. But like yeah. it's just it's just a personification of it, and that that same thing rings true in so much of the in so many of the movies that we talk about. Um, uh, but more people should watch horror movies.
1: Yeah, I, I doubt we'll ever uh, the, the horror genre will ever get that mainstream kind no. of. Um, Recognition, But, uh, yeah, like you said, Luke, I think it's just going to continue to trailblaze. And uh, it'll be its own little fan base subset here of us who will recognize it. And we're just going to have to deal with, uh, you know, headlines of, like, finally, Wonder Woman yeah. has broken cinema for women when yes. we all know that's not the case.
0: And then, like, you know, a million people will be looking around confused, like, uh... Th- <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. Pretty sure this has been happening the whole time, for right? sure, for sure. Um, like, and, and uh, you know, I'm not here to say there's not a larger problem in Hollywood as a whole, and why this doesn't happen more often, or maybe because of how cool it's become to be, you know, a feminist, or you know, have the have the marches and all this shit. Like, maybe it's timing that like some some fat rich white guy was like, "Yep, now we should make a Wonder Woman movie." Oh god! Like, I'm right? not gonna say it wasn't financially incentivized in any way, shape, or form. Um, we. We don't have those problems in this genre either, because we don't make any fucking money. <laughs> no, that's right.
1: This genre is the, as pure as it gets. Yeah, yeah. It's the purity. I love it. I mean, shit, dude. That's, that was a lot more uh, in-depth conversation than I anticipated coming out of that question. We yeah. went all over the place.
0: Yeah. So, basically, uh, we're racist. We're misogynists. We hate... Um, we hate women. Oh, we're, yeah. You
1: already said misogynists. Yeah, yeah. yeah, That's cool. We're uh, white cis
0: males. Yeah. So, fuck us. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> But, but, but really not at all. Um, so thank you guys so much for joining us on episode one hundred and fourteen of the Modern Horse Podcast. It would not have been the same without any of you. And until next week, thank you. We love you. We are out of here.